What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Thursday, November 2nd, 20 and 23. And the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock. Plenty to get into on today's show, including some Texas Longhorn football conversation as the Longhorns are now two days away from the biggest home game of the season with Kansas State coming to town in a top 25 showdown in a battle for first place in the Big 12. The Cowboys and Eagles will play their first of two games this Sunday. We'll start to preview that matchup. We've got Bucky's updated Heisman watch. We've got women poisoning men. We've got all sorts of fun over the next couple of hours. And, uh, oh, yeah. The Texas Rangers are world. Oh, what about that? What about that? I am broadcasting live from some random ass Airbnb in (laughs) downtown Phoenix, Arizona, a 10 minute walk away from where the Rangers won their first title in franchise history. I got a couple of buddies in this Airbnb with me. So if you see or hear things over the next couple of hours, hey, we're all having a good time. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna see some random naked dude go walking by yeah i don't i think that everyone's fully clothed but you were making fart sounds and we did celebrate the uh world series win with some late night taco bell last night oh. So. <laughs> oh, that must be a miserable miserable place well congratulations to you i'm glad you're you're safe and sound there and i know it has to be just a, a fantastic it had to be a fantastic night into the morning I know you probably haven't slept a wink yet, but mm. make sure you hydrate. Continue to drink throughout the show. Got to have yeah. it. We got the uh, the Brita that was in the fridge at this Airbnb. Got Very the nice. Good job. Water. And, uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot of sleep. And I, I tried to give myself about four hours of sleep last night. Uh, I just it, it wasn't a very comfortable no. bed, and it was hot, and it just it wasn't happening. So uh, it's okay. We're here. And this is uh, – the day after the best day of my life. I, I think my bar mitzvah is now number two, Buck. I think uh, November 1st, 20 and 23, a.k.a. yesterday, will go down as my best day ever because that was that was awesome, man. The little Texas Rangers, a team that I had convinced myself was never going to win a World Series championship. Uh, this is a team that didn't win a playoff series for its first 40 years of existence and then obviously they made it to back-to-back World Series in 2010 and 2011. Everybody remembers the heartbreak, the way the 2011 World Series ended. And then since then, it's been way more bad than good for the Rangers. Six straight losing seasons going into this one, including a 100-loss wow. season two years ago. It felt like the Rangers were going to be down for a long, long time. The ownership goes out. They spend money. They talked Bruce Bochy out of retirement. Of course, Bochy had three World Series before yesterday. Now he's got four. He's one of the best managers ever. They spend. They made some moves in the offseason. They made some moves at the trade deadline. And despite limping into the postseason with a horrible, horrible final weekend of the year, they find their way to the top of baseball's mountain. And they are World Series champs for the first time ever. Yes, and they've got, they've got some longevity that possibly can be there. A lot of luck. Of course, obviously, with, with what can happen to you injury-wise. But I think the pitching staff will get better. I think some of these, uh, some of the players will still be there. They want to be there. They've got they got a young enough staff, and it is. I, I just know 
I'm wondering if Bochi will stay. Will he stay for another year? You know, some guys win one, they want another. Some guys, you know, who've had multiple championships decide, hey, that's a nice one, a way to go out. I think he's 68, 69 years old. I mean, is that it for him or does he continue on? I mean, he came out. I mean, he was he was playing with the grandkids. He came out of retirement. He he just got that itch to coach again and to manage again, and it, it just worked out. You know, yep. uh, yeah. your general manager talked him into coming out of retirement. And and then play and then coaching again and that's that's awesome, but once you get it, boy, it makes for a long, long, hard year. But when you got a foundation like he's got right there, wow, what yeah. a group of players! I can't imagine Bochi came out of retirement for just one season. Now I think a lot of guys imagine themselves pulling a John Elway, right, and riding off into the sunset, sure. winning one on their way out. So maybe that changes things for Bochi, but. I don't know, man. I mean, nobody asked him about retirement after the game. There haven't been any stories or rumors or rumblings. And surely you hear that before those kind of games, before a, a game like that. Yeah, like with Dusty in Houston, right? right. Like kind of hearing all year long that, okay, this there's a good chance this is his last year. Right. And then boom, right after uh, the Rangers beat the Astros in the ALCS, there were a ton of reports that said, no, nah, this is the end for Dusty. You didn't have any of that for Bruce Bochy. So I, I think he'll be back and – I mean, it's it's crazy that the Rangers did this without their best pitcher, right? Like their biggest yeah. offseason move last year. Jacob DeGrom pitched like six games for this team this year. So right. look, he's going to miss a lot of next season too. And he'll knowing him, he'll probably get hurt when he does come back. Well, but, yeah. I mean, that's don't 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 depend on him. Just see if you can get Scherzer back yeah. to good health with his back. And and I'm just sure I'm I I got a feeling that's all a part of the shoulder. That's that's all in one at the back. It all relates. He just needs some time off. He needs to have a nice spring training, nice, relaxed world championship ring. Another one for him, just having that around and, and getting some time off because he kind of came back in a hurry, you know, from that. And I think a lot of people weren't expecting him to pitch for the remainder of the season once his shoulders starts to get jacked up. So mm-hmm. now it's just a matter of him resting. And that guy looks like as old as he is can come back and really be a, a valuable part of that 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 pitching staff again along with the youth that they have. And the guy that the warrior that played last night was just that was that totally was phenomenal. Let me say good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. You are true warriors. Thank you so much for what you do. We do appreciate it and we appreciate it each and every day. Amen. Dude, last night, your starter was amazing. I didn't know how that guy was getting out of that how he was pulling that out of his ass last night. I mean, <laughs> my goodness, every time I turn around, I mean, I come back and it was like three guys on, two guys on. Oh, he's giving up a double down the line. I'm like, what in the hell? I'm like, he's not getting out of this tonight. And he mm. did. Yep. Found a way to do it. He was uh, walking the tightrope like Stevie Ray Vaughan, wouldn't he? I mean, Dude, not many managers let that dude go that long. No, 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 no. Let's hear from the manager, Bruce Bochy, talking about Nathan Avaldi, the Ranger starter, and uh, his gutty performance last night. Well, that's Nathan. I mean, that's, that's his resume. We had the right guy out there. We knew it, and we had all the confidence in the world in him. He's done it before. We knew he'd do it again. And for him to go out there and match against a really tough guy, uh, he, it's incredible what he did for us. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the D-Bags, man, they had their chances, didn't they? They were boy, oh boy. 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position in the first six innings. I mean, like you said, they had ducks on the pond in what felt like every single inning of Nathan Avaldi's start last night. And the Rangers, meanwhile, were getting no hits for the first six innings 
right? Like the D-bags couldn't get a big hit. The Rangers couldn't get a hit. Right. We just had the starters matching zeros for the first six. Finally, the Rangers get one in the seventh, but then they blow an opportunity to add more. So it's still a one-run game. The D-backs are right there. And then the Rangers' bullpen criticized a ton during the regular season, and rightfully so. Uh, they step up in a big, big way. Aroldis Chapman gets a couple of outs, and then Josh Spores gets a uh, two-and-a-third inning save for the Rangers. They didn't even have to bring in their closer. Obviously, it helps when uh, the offense puts up a four-spot in the top of the ninth inning to put the game on ice like that. But, uh, yeah, to, to throw a shutout, a combined shutout in an elimination game or, I guess, wow. a winner type of game, you win and you win type of game, uh, pretty impressive by the Rangers pitching staff. And, yeah, the D-backs just couldn't come up with that big hit, but you credit Nate Evaldi, who's been great at that in his career, and he's been the best in baseball at that this season, pitching with runners in scoring position. And every time he needed to make a big pitch last night, he made it. Yes, he did. He, he, he just escaped over and over. And for the first six innings, it was just amazing. And as you said, they were, they were always runners, runners in scoring position, too. They just weren't at getting singles. Those guys were at second and third base. Some one out, no outs. I'm like, come on. There's no way he's going to escape this. He was fabulous last night. He showed a lot of guts in, in his performance last night for sure. How did you get out there? What is the deal? Did you get did Delta just give you free tickets to get on a plane? Those things had to cost a thousand dollars. Just forget the tickets to get in the game. How did you get on an airline that quick? Had you had, I mean, you didn't have that many plans. It couldn't have been planned out that, that far in advance. No. No, I mean, I'd been telling people, and I think I even told you on this show, that if the Rangers had a chance to win the series, whether mm -hmm. it was here in Phoenix or in Arlington, I was going to spend whatever it took to go, right? Like, I just – a chance to watch my favorite team win their first title ever. Like, I wasn't going to miss that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm so superstitious. Like, I didn't look at flights. Even when the Rangers were up 11-1 to 1 in game four a couple of nights ago – I'm like, I'm not even I'm not even looking at tickets until this game is over. You're just right? paying for it. You're just going. You said no matter what, you're going. So it was a couple of days ago. Well, the good news, one of my best friends, a guy that I've known since high school, uh, who's here with me at this Airbnb, he actually, I don't know, he works for an airline. I won't say which one because I don't want him to get in trouble. Uh, but he, he had the hookup. So uh, plane tickets were uh, – now, I still don't have a ticket back. I got to figure out how the hell I'm going to get back home. Oh, did you? You didn't fly in a plane that that had like shit in the aisles. I mean, the plane that they, had, they haven't been flying for like months. They just decided to put it out there, and you guys got a chance to jump on that for. Uh, for they knocked yeah. down the price if you would fly on that plane. You know who I didn't see on the flight? Oh no! I'm telling you, I'm getting the f off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the f off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two. F but I am telling you right now, that mother that mother back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can die with them or not. I'm not going. You didn't have any of that? You didn't see her? She wasn't there? No, no, I didn't fly out of uh, DFW. I flew out of Bergstrom, so. Okay, well, we don't have that much excitement here. No. We're, we're, everybody here is pretty calm. Going out, coming in. You know, we have a lot of crazy events that happen around here with crazy people. We know how to deal with them right here at Berkson. We don't, we don't tolerate that kind of stuff. And we don't tolerate women wearing condoms as uniforms. We don't do that either. Oh. That woman wasn't on that plane either. Was she there? Because you wouldn't have minded her. I probably, you probably would have 
applauded her if you'd have seen her in her magic condom outfit. Let's take a look and see if she was there. Call me a bitch again. <laughs> Call me a bitch again. Yeah, you guys did nothing wrong. I said shut up. No, you shut the up. You shut the up Goodbye. in your bitch. Goodbye. You shut the Film me. I'm Instagram famous, bum. Instagram famous, you bum. You bum. Now wearing a condom as an outfit. <laughs> Come on, lady. Really? No, I didn't see her either. Oh, oh my God. This was, I did have a pretty funny story from when I got to Phoenix yesterday. And there are a few stories, and I'll, I'll hopefully remember most of them over the next couple of hours. But were there some olds out there? Were there olds? They're all over the place. Well, we uh, this the Airbnb that I'm in right now is not the first Airbnb that we booked out here in Phoenix. So we booked one and we requested an early check-in. So we were told we could get to the uh, original Airbnb at nine o'clock local time, nine o'clock Pacific time, so eleven o'clock back home in Texas. And we probably pull up to the house. We we in our flight landed at seven fifty local time. Uh, we go get my buddy and I get some breakfast at a Guy Fieri joint here. It was freaking fantastic. And we get an Uber to the Airbnb and they've got a lockbox. You know, most Airbnbs do with the key. So we've got the code. We, we open the lockbox. We grab the key, put the key into the lock, open the door and then walk inside. And right when we walk in, there's literally a guy sleeping on the couch right by the no, front door. no. Right. We take like two steps in and we're like, oh, shit. And we turn around and walk out and we're just like, what is going on here? Like there's someone in our Airbnb. We literally walk in there and there's a dude passed out on the couch. Roy right G. By- Biv. Roy G. Biv is there. Roy G. Biv. Maybe Pam Cummings was in the <laughs> other room. I don't know what was going on? And finally, like five minutes later, this dude comes out and he's like, what are y'all doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? What? Like we, we've got an Airbnb reservation here. What are you doing? And he's like, so do we. And our checkout is not until 12 o'clock. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, look. And he pulls out his phone and it says checkout 12 PM. And then we look at our phone and it says check in 9 AM. So the idiot who hosted the Airbnb double booked us. So we literally just, <laughs> And we, once again, we're there at 10. We're like two hours away from uh, this guy checking out. And then they're supposed to clean the place and do laundry. So it's like five or six hours before we're going to even be able to stay in this Airbnb. So we literally just end up booking another one. Once uh, again, certain things spot. are out of your hand, as we'll be letting people know today. I mean, certain things that are out of your hand, you have no control over. You just have to move along. You just have to keep going, doing all the right things. Hopefully things will sort itself out. But when things aren't in your hands, that sucks. Yep. It sucks, but you just you just can't panic over it. Just have to go, what is the next best thing we can do? You know? Yep. As long as you don't do your business like that, you don't worry about how people do theirs. Some people can do their business like that because you know what? The next week somebody still will want that Airbnb. For you, if you do the business that we're doing right now wrong, guess what they'll say? See ya. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They'll say, see ya, we'll deal with somebody else. <sighs> yep. Yep. Yeah, it was it was and the guy barely spoke English too. It was uh it was tough to let him know what was going on and why we were there and we were trying to figure out why he was there and uh quite the scene, man. Yeah, you walk into a place that's supposed to be yours 
for a couple of days, and then there's just somebody in there passed out on the couch. You did not speak Swahili? No, not at no, all? No Swahili. A little bit of no. Espanol, but no uh, – Come on, man. You have guys from Texas. You ought to know that. You ought to went to yeah. elementary school with some of that. I did, hey. I did fine. I mean, I was able to hold my own. I, I knew what he was saying. My Spanish – my Spanish is not nearly as good as it was when I graduated high school because I was taking Spanish every day. Uh, I actually skipped the grade of Spanish. That's the sh- shittiest, lamest brag of all time. But I was so good at Spanish that I, I, placed, I skipped out of a grade. I placed out. I took a test and I skipped I the grade. I placed out. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And now, like, and I just still can't just... get back and forth like my man Javier. Come no, on, man. yeah, no, I can't cross the – maybe with this mustache I got a better chance. <laughs> but, no, I can't cross the border back and forth like your guy Javier does. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, that was that was quite an experience, man. That was uh, – that was a first timer for sure. And hopefully none of you people ever have to deal with, with something like that. But like you, you said, we move. <laughs> move. No, it's not just shout at the Mexicans, man. Uh, yeah, no, we, uh, we found a way we moved on. We, yeah, good, good, on. good, good. That that's good. I'm that's, that's gotta be fun, man. You have it with your favorite team and you get a chance, you know, to, to see them win a championship is to be there. for uh-huh. them win. It's cool, man. A lot of folks from Texas there. I mean, they have a nice crowd. Yeah, great crowd. Great crowd. After the game, especially, you know, D-Bags fans started clearing out and all the Rangers fans made their way to to the lower bowls. And, yeah. You know, right by your guy Jeets in the uh, Fox post-game show. You mean my guy? Who oh! never you know why you won? Because that little dude never appeared. He never came out of the drawer during the World Series for you. You know why? <laughs> because he's got a bunch of championships and some championship rings. He doesn't have to jump around. He's already had his celebrations. Plus, he wakes up to a celebration every morning at his house with his lovely wife. Oh, you're saying your horses. Yes. You're saying she wakes him up in that special way. Oh, oh my goodness. What a life he lives. You know what I'm saying? The little guy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's a lot bigger in real life, man. But I was, shoot, 50 feet away from, from Derek Jeter. Nice. And I don't know if you saw this. I assume you went to bed right after the game if you even stayed up for the whole game. But – I made it on TV during the trophy presentation last night. Come on. I can't, because of copyright issues, I can't show the actual TV broadcast, but it's, I mean, I, I, a bunch of people sent me this. Here's a video of me and a couple of my buddies making it on the TV broadcast last night as uh, they were handing out the trophy. Nice. Can you How believe that? that? So you know who's you know who's hating this this morning? Astros fans. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. So uh man, it's cool. I'm blessed for a billion different reasons, but uh it's two years in a row I've gotten to see the clinching game of the World Series. I was in the house in Houston when the Astros won it in 2022, that Jordan Alvarez home run against the Phillies. Uh, and they closed it out there. That was special. And then uh, obviously to be here. Like I, I'm cool with the Astros. I like the Astros. I, I think people know that because my parents are Astros fans, and they're both from there. But uh, you know, the Rangers, the Rangers are uh, very are nice, team, man. This is, uh, this is this is a big one. So it was cool, man. Uh, ran into a lot of people that I grew up with. Some of my buddies' dads were there. Uh, you know, it, I, I've been alive for 29 years. There are guys who have been Rangers fans since they moved to Arlington in the early 70s, and they. For, for them to see this, for them to get to experience this, whether in person or on TV, pretty damn cool, man. So 
Absolutely, uh, yeah. man. Ha- happy for uh, happy for Rangers fans. And how about our guy, twenty four seven Deluxe here? Rangers never won a World Series until Texas Sports Unfiltered. The channel is a curse breaker. Nice. Very nice. That is the hope. And we hope it's a Big 12 title curse breaker for the Texas Longhorns. We'll get back into the Rangers. There you go. Here in a moment. But, uh, of course, two days away from Texas and Kansas State. Before we start to talk about that, we try to figure out if this Longhorn defense is up to the challenge of taking on these two K-State quarterbacks. We've been (laughs) rolling it. In recent weeks, Buck, some shout-outs to some of our great sponsors. How about Texas Orthopedic? If you're seeking that specialized, patient-focused orthopedic care, contact the Texas Orthopedics gang. They believe this. Their doctors believe that uh, they can get it done non-surgically for you. But if you need surgery, they do it. For, they do orthopedic care for children and adults alike. Now, if they can help you out with that bad knee of yours, they will by not having surgery. But when it comes to that, they will get it done. Rheumatology. Uh, joint replacement, sports medicine, spinal care. Of course, my guy, Christopher Danny and Christopher Stockton, uh, both uh, former players at the University of Texas are dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you back into good health and that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is one of the largest independent orthopedic practices in the state of Texas. For more information, go to TXOrtho.com. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Texas Orthopedics and also shout out to our friends at Altstadt Brewery. Altstadt beer, the best beer that you can find all throughout the state of Texas. A little bumped. No Altstadt out here in Arizona. but Got to hey, make its way. I'll be back home today, and you can bet your ass I'll be enjoying a couple of ice-cold <laughs> Altstats from the mini fridge when I do get back. Hopefully, if you're a Rangers fan, you celebrated with some Altstadt last night. The best beer that you can find. And, hey, we got another game day coming up this weekend for your tailgates, for your watch parties, for the horns. Make sure you've got uh, the best beer. You're the life of the party, the life of the tailgate when you show up with Old Stat. They've got a bunch of different brews, something for every beer drinker out there. So everybody's going to be satisfied. Every Old Stat is brewed with just four simple ingredients. There are no additives, no preservatives, no sugars in any of the Old Stat family of beers. The taste, I'm telling you, man, it's different. It's built different, as the kids say. One sip and you won't go back to the other beers you have been drinking in the past. It is Old Stat beer. No impurities, no regrets. And I'm feeling good, BK, because my relax the back, my chair has really helped me out because little uh, temperature change here. It's a little cool this morning. And some of the some of the things that affect my back is when the temperature dips or when the barometric pressure is really, really high and it's cloudy with no rain, with the humidity that we'll see next week again as it starts to warm up around this place this weekend. But thanks to relax the back, boy, they embrace that holistic approach for a healthier lifestyle. And my back couldn't be happier. I love it. They've got recliners, gravity recliners, Tempur-Pedic mattresses, of course, Tempur-Pedic pillows, human scale office chairs, desk, of course, and all the accessories you need. But when you need that great back for your office or your home, you can get it at Relax the Back. Two locations in BK, at the Hill Country Gallery across from the Whole Foods, and in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live pain-free like the buck with Relax the Back. Very good. Very, very good. Yes, indeed. Shout out to all of you texting in on the CODA text line as well. 512-222-9328. A few folks saying that they did see me on TV last night. Yeah, look, that's that's what it's all about, man. Celebrating uh, with all your friends. And and the whole world got to see me on the best day of my life. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, I hope we can celebrate down in in Arlington, up in Arlington here very shortly. Be a part of of that. So. 
bring some of that good luck that you got going on. Bring it on, bring it on home here. That's the hope. That's the hope. Yep. And Texas needs a win this weekend to uh, to keep hope alive. Now, look, there there are scenarios where Texas can lose another Big Twelve game and still make it to Arlington at the end of the year. But uh, you lose this weekend, you lose any of the following three weekends and things are out of your control. Then you start having to root for people and root against other people. And it's a mess. So uh, the Longhorns control their own destiny as long as they keep winning. And uh, if they find a W on Saturday, that will remain the case. But this is the toughest game. I know the Horns have two road games back to back right after this. But for my money, this is the toughest regular season game the Longhorns have left. It's the only ranked team they have on their schedule. So that might be obvious. Uh, Texas, of course, was picked to win the Big 12 this year. Well, K-State was picked to finish second this year. They got a few first-place votes in the preseason poll. So uh, we expected going into this year, Buck, that this game was going to mean a lot. And, hey, there's five teams tied for first place in the Big 12. I don't know if we expected that, but no surprise that uh, these are two of the teams that are very much in the thick of things right now going into the last month of the year. And they're playing their best football right now, too. That's the thing. They didn't play it early in the season where they got a couple losses slapped on them. But right now, they've, they've figured it out offensively. And I always thought they would be there defensively. I just thought that's just a tough group of, of football players, the well coach, the best coach in the Big 12, uh, coaching them. So I, I thought they would always be there defensively. But the offense has now found its way and now is settled in with two quarterbacks. And at any given time, they can bring any one of those two guys out there and any one of those two can get the job done. So Texas will have to be at its best with their backup quarterback in his second start. But there are a lot of folks that are going to have to help him out. That just yeah. like last week, the same thing will the same thing will matter this week, and also when he gets on the road for his first road game, things will happen. But I don't know if Quinn Ewers will be ready by week three. I'm not sure. None of us are sure about that. That's a week to week thing with him for sure. I just know he's not going to be ready this week. No, no. Well, you he, talked won't, about the, he won't be ready. You talked about the two K State quarterbacks. Let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian, who uh, will meet with the media again later today. But this is from Sark's press conference on Monday. He was asked about game planning for Will Howard and Avery Johnson, the two-headed monster that K-State has at the quarterback position. Here's Stark. Well, th their scheme really doesn't change, you know, and, and they're both really good players. Obviously, Howard has a ton of experience. Um, he played against us, shoot, three years ago here and started against us. Um, the, the young kid is, is new to it, but in the end, they're still running their same stuff. A little bit different style. Howard definitely has the long speed. We saw that. The, the freshman, he is really quick and, and dynamic with the ball in his hand. So you kind of get a lot of the same plays and the passing concepts and things. And um, But they do roll them. And then what they kind of it feels like they're doing is who's the hot hand. And when a guy starts getting hot, that's who they that's who they kind of roll with. And obviously last week it was pretty much exclusively Howard. That doesn't mean that this game's going to go the exact same way. I think they get a feel for how the game is going. Yeah, I think they'll roll both guys out there. They'll find out. They're going to find out if the defensive line of Texas can withstand the quarterback run because that's hurt them in the past. So um, the Goldilocks one is the guy that I fear more than Howard. I I, I know mm – -hmm. I know what Howard can do. I, I've seen him run. I've seen his ability to run. He can keep the chains moving. I mean, he can get those those four-yard runs for first downs. That'll kid. This other kid can go to distance. This kid can absolutely do a little bit of both. But he's he's got that ability to make you miss. You know what I'm saying? He can he reminds me of the quarterback, but a little bit better runner than what we saw at Oklahoma. But he's yeah. pretty decisive. When he decides to go, he's going. It, it's not one of those. 
that you got to flush him out. If he sees the opportunity to run, he knows that he can make big plays, you know, with his with his feet. So that's the guy that I really, really worry about. I'm I'm used to seeing Howard all these years. Let's go and let's let's D him up. We've got enough guys that can run just like him. There's not a lot of guys that run with the other kid. The other kid's like having a a, a defensive back who played defensive back and quarterback in high school that can really go. So I worry a lot about him. Yeah. In the words of Deion Sanders, he can run, run. Oh, Remember yeah, that? he can run, run. Yes, when he there, can. When there was that white DB who ran the 40 at the combine and ran like a 4-4 four, four something, and Deion's like, oh, he can run, run. Oh, yeah, he can. This quarterback can run, run for sure. That's that's uh, Avery Johnson. Yeah, he was uh, K-State's highest recruit this past cycle. True freshman, but they were super excited that they were able to keep him in the state of Kansas and get him to sign with K-State. And, uh, yeah, you figured he'd be the guy after Will Howard, but – Man, Will Howard really struggled in K-State's last loss. It's been a while since they've lost the game. They're riding a three-game winning streak coming into yep. Austin. But in that Oklahoma State game, the Friday night, I think it was before Texas OU, everybody watched that game, and Will Howard just kept turning the ball over, and he really struggled. And Chris Kleiman, credit him, Buck. You've called him the best coach in the Big 12. He decided to bring Avery Johnson into the game next week and make him a part of the game plan. And since yeah. then, you know, Avery Johnson had five rushing touchdowns against Texas Tech in that game, and then – well, K-State has put up 41 points in each of their last two games, two wins over TCU and Houston. So, you know, the old adage is, oh, if you've got two quarterbacks, you've got no quarterbacks. That's not what it is for K-State right now. They are finding a way. They're the only team in the country, I think. And I couldn't tell you the last time I've really seen anything quite like this to where it's just both quarterbacks are really, really good right now, and they're both finding ways to help the team win football games. Well, the – the head coach of Texas is going to have to find a way to keep his offense on the field and keep that that offense on the sideline. And that's going to be a part of what the defense has to do. And that's going to be a part of not throwing the ball and having incompleted passes and turning it back to them. You can't you can't play around with this group. You you can't let them get on a roll because I think that this is the kind of team that can get on a roll and get you behind where your quarterback will spend the day having to throw the ball. Yeah. And this yeah, is not this that. is that that's not the recipe for Texas to win the game is for the second week starter to start having to throw the ball a lot in the football game. Their job is to keep the chains moving, keep the clock moving, score as many points you can in the red zone. If there's a field goal to be had, take the field goal, because I think it's going to be that that type of game. And on a Thursday, I have Texas winning by three. OK, I have field goal. That's it. Yeah. I, there's there's. I don't, I don't think anybody can run and hide. If there's a team that can run and hide, I think it will be K-State. But I don't think Texas can run and hide from, from K-State. I just don't think they can. Well, here's what Texas can't do. They can't turn it over in the first half twice against no. K-State and expect to win. They got away with that against BYU. Obviously, Texas had three takeaways on defense, which helped. So even though they gave the ball away a couple of times, they still won the turnover battle against BYU. But this is a, a different type of cat if you will, with the Wildcats coming to town. Yes. Uh, K-State's a hell of a lot better than BYU. Their offense, their defense, everything is better than BYU. So uh, I think a lot of Texas fans look 35-6 to six over a team ranked 5-2, and two, or ranked 5-2, and two, uh, over a team with a record of 5-2 and two with a backup quarterback. That's fine. I think we all would have signed up for that. But I think a lot of us left the game last weekend, Buck, saying, hey, offensively, you can't play like this next weekend no. and expect to win. You've got to clean some things up. And you're right. I mean, obviously, three and outs are a disaster. I don't want this team throwing nine of the first ten plays of the game like they did last weekend. That was stupid. 
He got away with it against BYU. Having a punt return touchdown obviously helped that matter too. But yeah, you've you've got to get off to a better start offensively. You can't be giving them the ball back, and you especially can't be giving the ball back to them with short fields because that offense will make you pay. And it's going to mean an awful lot because you're at you're at home. It's going to be a packed house even at 11 a.m. That place is going to be packed. The weather's going to be beautiful. You got your second, you know, your quarterback for a second week in a row with a home crowd, a nice home crowd, a big time roused up home crowd. They understand uh, what what this game means too. So let them be, let them help you out a little bit by keeping the ball, getting key first downs, not giving the ball back, playing smart. Uh, this is not, this is not a game. Like I said, this isn't a game that I don't think you're going to see in the 40s and high 30s. This is going to be a slugfest here. And your defense has got to play unbelievable defense. They can't, they can't give up, you know, they can give up long drives all they want and, and, and let the clock run out as long as they turn into what happened last week against BYU, a field goal. They yeah. can't give up long drive touchdowns because I don't know if this quarterback, I, I'm just not quite sure yet. You know, it's not yet, it hasn't been seen can take this football team 70 yards for a, for a, for a touchdown because I know they can, they can get down there. They may bog down in the red zone. Hmm. I don't know if the quarterback has the ability to do that because I've never seen him do it before. Yeah. I mean, none, of us ha- none of us have. No. 60-yard drives. You know, last week they got the ball in really great field position. Some good things happened for them. Still special teams. Good things still have to continue to happen for this team because it's that gonna, it's gonna, with, with a young quarterback, it's going to have to be that way. Your special team is going to have to be special. If you can block one, if you can get a kickoff return, if you can go down there and force a fumble on the special teams, that's going to be great for you. But you can't you can't say this is going to be a high-scoring event on Saturday morning. I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a slugfest. Yeah, well, you and Sark agree. We'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian in a moment. But to your point about you know Malik Murphy not showcasing the ability to lead Texas on long drives consistently, the Longhorns had 35 points last week, five touchdowns. One of them was a punt return touchdown. Yes. The offense had four. Uh, Texas had one touchdown drive that was longer than 40 yards last week. Now, they did have a 10-play, 75-yard drive right before the half that made it 21-3. to Uh, So, that was great. That was a long drive. Texas was able to put together, and they got their way into the end zone. But, you know, Texas was gifted. Once again, with the three takeaways from the defense, they got a lot of short fields. They were able to capitalize on those. And like you said, the red zone issues were were prevalent again for this team last week. But yeah, K State they they don't turn the ball over a lot. They play smart, fundamentally sound football. They're not going to gift you a bunch of those opportunities that BYU did. So you've got to be able to put together a couple. Uh, you're going to need more than one seventy something yard drive, I think, to win this game on Saturday. Ooh. You've got to put together a couple of uh, those long, consistent drives. And look, you shouldn't need to rely too much on Malik Murphy to do that, right? Like the hope no. is. The hope it look, Malik, you can't throw it zero times. I get that. I don't want him to throw it zero times. I want to see what the kid is made of, and hopefully he's gotten better from week one to week two. Sure. But you've got, you know, Jonathan Brooks, one of the best running backs in the country. So you'd like to think that you can ride your bell cow running back. And look, Bijan had 30 carries in this game last year against Kansas State. Texas won it up there in Manhattan. You'd like to think that uh, you could do something like that with Jonathan Brooks. This Absolutely. is a ride your best player until you can't ride him anymore kind of game. Yeah, and, and your defense, like I said, has they, they've got to stand on their heads. They just have to be absolutely out of this world tomorrow at home. I mean, and they should. You've got that crowd behind you. You've got to force turnovers somehow. If they don't turn it over, force them to turn it over. You've got to make those hits that Sarks talks about, getting the ball. Let's, let's hit and get the ball back. 
You got to make them. You got to make them pay because I think they're going to do the same thing. They have to go on long drives too, sustained drives. They'll just use their 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 best runner is their quarterbacks, either one of them. So they're going to use those guys, uh, whether you have to spy a guy on them or not. Do whatever you have to do. Just make this make this a really nasty game for them offensively. Make them have to really really struggle on offense, and then run the ball with your run the ball with your running backs. Your offensive line has to play way better than they played last week. That's yep. just I if they don't play well this week, I don't know, BK, if they if they can win a championship. They just they just have to be at their best. They can't be this lightweight group at the one yard line or you know, third downs and shorts and having to do all these weird plays and bring all mm-hmm. these different people in. If they just can't pound this group, then that's gonna be a problem. That's a problem for the rest of the season after the halfway point. That's just a pro- it's a problem. Yeah, it becomes that way. And when you're thought of as one of the best offensive lines in the country, you got to start living up to that. You lived up to it in Tuscaloosa. Why not at home in front of your home crowd in a very important game? This is the one, if you're the offensive lineman, you've got to look at each other and say, listen, we need to win this game. This needs to be about us this week. Sure would be nice to have an offensive lineman, somebody pick as the player of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and just ride, just get right behind that person and let's go. Or them as a group. They just have to play better. They can't play soft. They haven't. I'm not saying they're soft, but they've played soft lately. And that's just hasn't been what we've seen, you know, but it has been over the last two weeks. We, we, we didn't, we thought they would dominate an Oklahoma defensive line. They did not. You know, we thought that they would truly dominate last week. They were okay. They were just okay. okay. Yep. You know, they should be better than just okay. When you're supposed to be one of the best offensive lines in college football. Yeah, I heard you and Trey talking about this a little bit yesterday, and you're right. I mean, I, I brought it up earlier. Phil Steele, in his preseason preview magazine, had the Texas offensive line ranked as the fourth best in all of college football. So this is not the uh, burnt orange Kool-Aid drinker radio no. show here telling no. you, ah, oh, the offensive line. And they're line. healthy enough. They're yeah. healthy enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, Jake Majors, I think, is playing hurt right now. Cole Hudson sure. came back last week. He's, he's a little banged up. But, I mean, Kelvin Banks, like – you know, he's he was uh, talked about as an All-American this right. year. Uh, everyone's talking about him as a first-round pick when he comes out next year. Like, he's he's not having a bad year, but he hasn't taken the step that we would no. have hoped for him. And then, yeah, the interior of the offensive line, we were a little bit nervous about what those guys could do this year. And it just it hasn't been as good as we wanted it to. So, hey, uh, Texas is still in a great spot. They've got their best record eight games into the season since 2009. So, uh, they're doing enough, but – yeah, this this type of game. You use the word yeah. slugfest, and let's hear from Sark because he was basically asked what his expectations for this football game were, and uh, he basically didn't use that same word, but he basically sounded the same as you for what he thinks Saturday could be. Two teams believe in running the ball. Two teams pride themselves on on being physical and being tough, um, being disciplined. Um, you know, now that they've really incorporated the quarterback run stuff to what they do. And it, it's not just the young kid, but, but Howard's doing it as well. So they've got a multitude of scheme and run game to go along with the toughness, right? And so it's one thing just to be tough. It's another when you have the scheme with it. Uh, I think we're, we're pretty good in, in those aspects as well. We don't run the cue as much, but schematically and then the physicality of which we try to play the game I think is important. And in turn, when your offense is built like that, generally your defense is, is wired that way as well. So I think both, te- both teams are similar that way. And so um, 
That's why practice is so important to get yourself prepared for that for that type of ball game. Um, and then ultimately, you know, Saturday 11 a.m. is a moment of truth. You know, how, how are you going to play? You know, I, I when I talked to Trey yesterday, I, just, I said that yesterday was a very important day for him because it's still a hitting day on Wednesday. I hope they got a lot of work on red zone and running the ball down in the red zone and being tough and physical against their, their really tough defense that Texas has. I hope that offensive line understood you can't just talk about being physical. You can't, you know, the, the coach always talks about that's a part of our culture is to be physical. But right now it's a lot, it's been a lot of talk over the last couple of games. It hasn't been, it hasn't been shown. And I'm not saying you run the ball poorly because the guy getting 98 yards, uh, it's okay because that guy should be getting 130, you know, 140 a week, like the kid at Oklahoma state. He should be that dude. But yep. lately it's just been, it just, it just hasn't the physicality. It's not from him. He's been a he's a physical guy. He's going to be physical and continue to run the ball physically. If you give him the ball 30 times, he's going to get you that 98. But your offensive line's got to get you that other 30 and 40. You know what I'm saying? To where he yeah. should be running the ball. And you can't talk about physicality. It just has to be there. And I guarantee you, from fan to fan who's watched this group over the last couple of weeks or since Tuscaloosa is going to say, you know what? They're just okay. They're not overly physical. So right now, to me, it's just talk until what I what, what if you see it in the game. And you have to see it at 11 o'clock in the morning. Let me tell you, 11 o'clock games in the morning, you got to you got to smack people in the head, get up in the morning. You know, that wake-up call comes at 6.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning to get out of that hotel room, get your ass on the bus, and get over there. And you can't be talking about physicality. You got to you – when you're getting dressed, it has to be a mindset, and you just have to do it. And that had to, that had to start this week at practice. Whether you bumped up or not, whether you're going with your second-week new quarterback – that can't be taught. It just has to be done. Yep. Well, Texas has played one other 11 a.m. game this season, and it did not go well, right? It was the game in Dallas, and Texas got off to a sluggish start, right? Yes, they did, and they, they weren't punched, physical. They got punched in the mouth early by Oklahoma, and you're right. They lost the battle of physicality in that football game, and that's why they lost the game. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it had anything to do with the 11 a.m. start. That game started at 11 last year, and Texas won at 49 to nothing. But uh, that was the one 11 a.m. game that we've seen Texas play this year, and they they were sleepwalking a little bit in the early going. Well, the, the, uh, you can't the two, do that against these guys. The two games they, I thought they struggled in were were obviously the Oklahoma game and the game against Houston. Once again, I still in my mind as a coach was thinking, you know what? That's another one of those games that Friday night when you get down there, you got friends and family, you got a lot of kids from that area, BK, and you're mentally as a player you're dealing with family that likes to come around. They're close to the hotel. They'll come in there. Coaches don't say they got to get out. They don't tell your family members that you can't meet them in the lobby. But your mind, you start to lose a little focus with that. So there's two games. They've been up at the Metroplex. I know it. I know they guys have to go through this. They do it. But it's still – but now, now you're at home. There is no excuse. You're at home. Hey. F your family. Well, don't, no, I don't, know. Don't f, don't f your family. Sorry, we're not Alabama fans here, but Come you know on, what man. I mean. Like, yeah, I know what you mean, but there's focus. That it's at home. There's no reason you're you're here where you you know you're at your hotel. You're right. You're at your home base. You've been going to class all week. Hopefully, you've got you're right here. There's no excuse. Family members have got their tickets for this game already. There, you don't have time to be talking to them before the game. Now, they're they're they just show up and go to the game. But like I said, when you're when you're in Houston, when you're in, in, in Arlington up there, when you're in, in Dallas, you just have too many. There's too many distractions. There should be no distractions at home. You know, this is just routine. You just go and play your game. 
everyone should know what's at stake, right? Yes. <laughs> like everybody, I mean, uh, everybody does know by now what's at stake. This football team knows. They know they still have to help out a young quarterback. So everybody has to play above and beyond, just like they just like they thought they did. And there were those that did that last week. I thought, I thought Xavier Worthy played. He did what he had to do. He had a punt return for a you know for a, for a touchdown. He he caught the ball well enough. I know he still had you know last week he still had a couple of drops of balls that he could have made made the catches with last week. But yeah. I thought he played a pretty good game. You know, no one talked about, but there was, I thought there was at least one. But I, I, I saw that came over the text line that there was like three. Like he dropped, he didn't drop three balls. No, I'm trying to think. Like there was one I remember him dropping, but it was a ball that got tipped ever so slightly at the line of scrimmage. Which yeah, and any time, any time the trajectory of the ball changes, that can be a that can be a drop. Sorry. Even if it hits you in the hands, that's that's different for. I him. don't even know if they consider that a drop, right? If somebody hits it at the line of scrimmage. Like, I don't know if that goes down in the stat sheet. Oh, as I drop. would consider it a drop if it hits him in the hands. But yeah. I don't I mean, know. I'm not going to hold it. I'm not going to hold that one against him too no. much. Cause that, uh, that makes things tough, but yeah, no, he, he and Malik Murphy were not really on the same page. Um, like Qu- Quinn and Xavier, their chemistry this year has been great. Now last sure. year, Quinn and Xavier, their chemistry was not so great. Uh, and the catch percentage, for Xavier Worthy was pretty low in terms of, you know, the amount of catches he had based on the amount of targets he had. Well, what uh, you can't do this week, BK, is you can't let Jordan Whittington not have a catch in the game. Okay. Jordan Whittington, be- Jordan Whittington can't let Jordan Whittington not have a catch in this game. Yeah, well, and Sark has to find a way to get him the ball. I mean, when that guy is on, the team is on. That way you can have sustained drives because yep. he's going to be your – he and A.D. Mitchell are going to be your guy to move the chains. You, got, you know what you have in the big threat guy taking the ball down the field, but you can't let Jordan Whittington not catch up. He didn't catch a football in the game last week. I mean, that's no. incredible. No. In this K-State no. defense is good. I mean, you need all your best players to show up yes. on Saturday. Uh, a K-State defense is top 15 in the country in scoring defense. Uh, they're better than what they were last year. And think about, wow. like, they won the Big 12 last year, obviously. They were great. Uh, they had a first-round pick in Felix Anudike Uzama. They had yep. a second-round pick and a guy by the name of Julius Brents. And they had this linebacker by the name of Daniel Green who came back this year, but he tore a pec muscle early in the season. So he's been out for like just about all of conference play. I think he got hurt in the Mizzou game. So I think he has been out for all of conference play. You could argue that K-State lost its three best defenders from last year's team that already was very good defensively. And their defense has been better statistically this year than it was last year. So, yeah, they have a certain mindset there yeah, about playing yeah. defense. I don't know what it is, man. Chris, like Bill Snyder had it, and they say, what, you never want to be the guy to follow a legend? Well, Chris Kleiman's doing a pretty damn good job. Yes, he is. Way better yes, than Ron is. Prince's ass did a few years ago. Yeah, there's, no, there's no doubt. Yeah. yeah, this is this is a group that's going to D you up. They're going to make you They're going to make you play every down. Every play is going to matter in this football game. And as I said, this is one where if you can get over the top of them early, so be it. Take your young guys that can fly down the field. Give it, give it a couple shots like that, but you can't start out the game saying, "I wanted to get my quarterback going. I'm going to throw eight straight passes." I mean, that's going to be senseless to me. That is, that's that's saying, okay, that's that's too many three and outs, or that's putting your quarterback in a in a position where he's got to try to force some throws in there yeah. to get first downs. When when you can go ahead, take your hard four yard runs, maybe bust one because the kid, you know, once a game he's going to find a way to bust one. The more he touches it, the more he has an opportunity to bust it. So we'll mm. see. And with this offensive line, that mindset, oh, you didn't like bust one, did you? 
Well, I just, you know, you didn't, I, you didn't get that one. You didn't like that one. No, nah, I'm not you really looking, bust one, huh? I'm not, I'm not looking for dudes to bust one. <laughs> okay, all right. But hey, all you right, know, to, to each his own. If you're watching this game on Skinamax on Saturday, wow, that's your prerogative, Bobby Brown. <laughs> wow, man. Well, CBS is Jonte Cook ever going to play again? Who knows, man? Who knows? Like, they've got a weird, they've got weird rotations here. They. I mean, it's just over the last couple of coaches, it's just been the weirdest of the I know. Weird. I know. And it's, I don't it's know what the, it is at Texas that they have these weird rotations. They don't, if a guy's going, they want to do everything they can to slow him down. You know, well, this is, uh, it's different, right? It's a total 180 from what Tom Herman did with the wide receiver room. Texas rotates plenty of positions on the football team. Some of them, I would argue, they rotate too much safety. Uh, but the wide receiver room, like Sark, just, he doesn't, as good as Shante Cook might be right now, as good as we think he's going to be, he just doesn't see the field because Sark doesn't like taking Worthy, Mitchell, or Whittington off at any time. Why do you so, take Whittington off? He doesn't throw to him. Why is, he, yeah. why is he even on there then? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I don't know. I oh, don't you know, know why? Because he's great in the in the run game going down and blocking dudes. They is consider he? him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. He's pretty good. Uh, yeah, a, a he's, play to play he, basis. He's pretty good. He's the best of them when it comes to doing that. I agree with that. I, I think he was better at that last year than what he's been this year. But um, yeah, look, Whittington's got a role on this team. I just part of me thinks that John T. Cook could could maybe provide a spark for this offense. You know who else? You know who else has a role in this team? Sanders, but we don't see him that much. I mean, it's no. still it, what is his role? We don't know what his role is yep. as a receiver. I, I know he's not a great blocking tight end. I witnessed that last week again. When he whipped on air, a guy came in and he just whiffed the dude when he was in motion. Quit putting that guy in motion and mm-hmm. having him try to block defensive ends. <laughs> He's not good at that. He, he. By the way, he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, he's already. He's shown you he doesn't want. He doesn't like to be moving and blocking. If you got him faced up, he may get a stalemate. But if he's your main guy and you got him in motion and there's a guy coming down and he's got to block him, he ain't gonna block him, Sark. Right. Well. JT Sanders is the reason you don't have Quinn Ewers in this game, right? Because he was the guy. Now, that was a tough ask. He was asked to block Nelson Caesar, who was Houston's best edge rusher. So I, I don't know how many tight ends in the country are going to win too many one-on-ones. I know it's not going to be that guy. Yeah. You said it, though. Like, you said this earlier this year. I thought it was a really poignant, uh, poignant point by you. Uh, one of your very few ones, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Even thank you for the few ones I get. Yes. You said uh, you feel like JT Sanders is a better blocker when the Texas coaching staff gets him involved in the passing game. Right? Yes. Like yes. His, early in his, the game. His want to, his desire to be a good blocker increases when he's getting touches in sure. the air. That's You still feel that way? Well, yeah. It's almost like being the, the way you play defense in basketball. If you're a if you like to, if you're always known as this offensive guy, offensive guy, you'll play a little bit better defense if the if the coaches got plays set for you offensively. Where hey, I'm going to take this jumper. This belongs to me, and your and your offensive mind. You start to play a little bit better defense, you know. But this, if he doesn't, if you don't get him involved, and you can just keep looking and keep looking at running plays and stuff like that. When he doesn't get a couple catches early in the game, he goes into halftime. And he's got like one catch or two catches. Go back and look at the tape of him run blocking. It ain't there. He's yeah. getting and, – and, and, and him in motion and things like that. He's like, why are you sending me in motion? You want me to block – oh, you don't want me to catch a pass? You want me to block this guy? No, he's been like that for two years. I don't know I don't know how hard it is not to see that for the coaches. 
get him the ball, get him going. So in the third and fourth quarter, that guy is geared up that, hey, whatever you need me to do, coach. Well, you know, if you don't need me in the first and second quarter, I don't know if I'm going to be there for you in the fourth quarter. It's just not – I mean, that's just the mindset of a lot of players. It's not – you know, it's not just that kid. That just works for a lot of players when you don't get them involved early. You know, right. I wouldn't expect Jonathan Brooks, if he went through the first half and he only touched the ball three times, I wouldn't expect him in the fourth quarter all of a sudden be gangbusters. I wouldn't – You some people would say, oh, no, he's fresh now. No, he's pissed now. That's what he <laughs> is. He ain't fresh. He's pissed. And he's not in a rhythm either, right? Yeah, and you put him that way. Yep. So, once again, this could be the game. You would think – Yeah, would put think, the pressure though. on them. You're right. Put the pressure on that defense by getting this guy some short catches where he can run. Yeah. Not sticking him in motion and running swing screens. Oh, but that should be the number one play. I'm expecting it. You're expecting it. The American people are expecting it. And guess who's expecting it on the other side of the ball on Saturday morning? K-State is expecting it. If they're not, they're stupid. Bill Doesn't Snyder. it happen every week? I mean, it happens every week. Bill Snyder's ready for that play. Gosh. I can tell you that. Yeah, and and you think you would think that, you know, at the backup quarterback, getting the tight end involved would make a lot of sense. Yes. Those are shorter throws. Those are sure. throws over the middle. You don't have to go to the outside. You don't the have to throw to the numbers. Moving. Yeah, yep. you get a couple more downs going, you know. You would th- you would think like those are the types of rhythm throws. I know I know Sark's a big fan of the screen, so I'm sure we'll see a lot of those. Whether it's wide receiver screens or running back screens or tight end screen, sure, like that's a, that's a staple of this offense. So whatever, we're going to see that on Saturday. But yeah, maybe some throws over the middle of the field to J.T. Sanders. Those are the types of throws that I think uh, can get Malik going, and also those are the types of throws that can get J.T. Sanders going and keep him engaged right. over the course yeah. of sixty minutes. I want that. I want the guy involved. I got. I want him being a part of what you're doing. But when you're asking them, once again, when you're asking them to do something in the fourth quarter and you haven't paid attention to him all game, but then it's crunch time, you kind of need him. He's not lathered up. He doesn't get lathered up blocking. Certain guys don't want to block. That guy's not like this blocking tight end. You're you're mistaken. This guy is Dalton Schultz. He wants to catch the ball. Those guys want to be stars. They don't want to be known for their, oh, he's a great blocker. No, coach, he's not a great blocker. If he's a blocker at all, you have a couple tight, you have a couple tight ends on your football team that are really good run blockers. He is not. No, he's no, not. Everybody, really. everybody wants to be Travis Kelsey, right? Yes. Nobody, that's, nobody that's, wants to. Be yes, him. of course he does. No disrespect to the lifetime Longhorn Jeff Swain, but you don't want to be Jeff Swain blocking guy. You want to be Travis Kelsey, like just big time receiving threat. Eh, maybe you could block from time to time, but now nah, you make your pay. You earn your pay by catching passes, being yeah, an that's right. weapon in the passing game. And that's that's what JT Sanders could be, we think. And at times he's shown that he can be that, but uh, we need to see it more consistently. Well, I and I think we weapon. maybe that's maybe part of the game plan is to get him and Jordan Whittington going because they're your intermediate guys. They really that's 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 the sustained drives that you're looking to have that you're you're, you're gonna get into because of this defense this week. So you gotta get those two guys going in your mm-hmm. offense. And yeah, I, I'm still I'm 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 excited about the screen game. I'm excited when Jonathan Brooks can get the ball in his hands in the screen game with some guys out in front of him and get going. I think he's fantastic because that's just an extension of the run game to me. That's just like handing it off to him with with a little space immediately. So they yeah. can keep doing that stuff. But I I don't I truly don't know what they're going to do when they get down to the goal line. I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. I don't. Need, I think the head coach by now understands what he's going to try to attempt to do down there. Yep. 
to get into the end zone when you get at the five yard line or six yard line and then, but I, I don't know what to expect. I, I really don't because I, I don't know if you just widen out guys. I know you can't do this. You can't run the same plays. You can't keep doing that and saying, I'll prove to you that my offensive line can really move this defensive line. I haven't seen that in forever. I haven't seen that since Alabama. So. Yeah. You got to figure out to uh, convert those red zone trips into touchdowns. But as we said, talking about defense, the defense is, is playing pretty good. There's still question marks in that secondary. I think the defensive line, I think the substitutions and what they do and how PK, how he calls, you know, plays defensively and how he substitutes that front four. I think it's still been fantastic. This group is just good against the run. Yeah, it really, it really yeah. is. I mean, that that's uh, that's strength on strength, right? Because K State's yeah. got one of the best offensive lines in the country. If you want to see a good offensive line, because uh, we're we're looking for elite O line play from Texas, and like yes. you said, we saw it in the Alabama game, but we haven't seen it week to week like we would like. Uh, K State over the last few weeks has been elite on the offensive yes. line. They got this kid Cooper Beebe, who's probably going to be a first round pick as an interior offensive lineman. That's tough to do. He is that good. They've got three or four NFL players on that offensive line right now, and uh, they're playing really, really well. So uh, I, I feel good about the Texas interior D-line against anybody in the country. Yeah, like Devondre Sweat is like the highest-graded interior defensive lineman in college football. That guy is a freaking monster. I, I would take my chances with him against anybody in college football. Byron Murphy uh, has had a great year. He's coming off of a tremendous, tremendous game, too. I mean, Vernon Broughton's been good. Alfred Collins – Still, you know, we, we, we won it every week from him, but hey, yeah. he's, he's, he's had some strong performances this season. Uh, I feel good about those guys. What about the edge rushers? Well, Justice Finkley last week, very good. Jamon Tapp last weekend, very good. Baron Sorrell made a couple of things happen, very good. Uh, you were going up against an offensive line that's a lot worse than the guys you're going up against this yes, weekend. Yes, yes. The, the, the big thing for Texas last week, Buck, why they forced three turnovers, they were able to get pressure on Keaton Slovis. Right. That was the key. That was why BYU lost its first two games before last weekend. Slovis threw pick sixes. He turned the ball over against Kansas and against um, uh, whoever BYU lost to on the road in their other loss. Uh, and Texas was able to get pressure on him throughout. Well, uh, can you get pressure on Will Howard? Can you yeah, get these guys are not going to be in the same spot. No, no, they move. They move a lot more than Keaton Slovis does. So obviously it's uh, different animals that you're going up against. Uh, no pun intended with the mascots, but – uh, yeah, this D-line, I, I still have questions about the edges. Ethan Burke, I don't think, is going to play in this game on Saturday, so you're still a little bit shorthanded there. Uh, that's going to be big. You've got to find a way to get some semblance of pressure on yes. these K-State quarterbacks this Saturday. I, what I don't know is enough about their wide receiver position. They always have one that's just out of this world. I, I, I don't know, and I'll, I'll figure that out. You know, Tomorrow we'll, we'll look into who they have and who he's throwing the ball to, but – I just know what, what, what the quarterback's abilities, both of those guys' abilities are. Uh, they'll have one. They'll have one that's a, a special type of player. You know, some junior college dude that's just, you know, junior college All-American first team or something playing for him, you know, as, as a junior there. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, BK, last yesterday the death of one Robert Knight. Man, oh, man. Good guy. Bobby that Knight. Something. That, that's just amazing. From his years at, you know, where he started at Army – obviously, and then, of course, Indiana, and then to Texas Tech. What a legend. I mean, what a legend. His critics hated him. His players just beloved by his players. Not a bad thing said about this guy. Uh, the basketball world, well-respected in the basketball world. Not a bad thing. Are we talking about the same Bobby Knight? Yeah, Bobby, Knight's, Bobby Knight was – he was a classic 
old coach. He was a classic. Not many like that guy. He was he was a special coach. He really was. I mean, the basketball, I think the basketball world had a lot of respect for Bobby Knight. I mean, there were yeah. individuals and critics that hated the way he did things. A lot of coaches, <laughs> yeah. a lot of coaches wish they had that success. They wouldn't have done it that way, but that guy did it his way all the way to the bitter end. All yeah. the way to 83 years old. I mean, he's one of the best college basketball coaches of all time, right? There is no doubt about it. When he left, he had more wins than anybody. I think now he's fifth all time. But, uh, you know, three national championships as a coach, made it to five Final Fours as a coach. Player. Really won a national title as a player back at Ohio State in 1860, whenever that old ass played. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, there, there are plenty of people who criticize Bobby Knight. Like, there, there are his own players who had some bad things to say about him. So, well, a couple guys that he choked out and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he did some things that many would not find ethical, like that, not just in 2023, but even even when he was doing it. Uh, but it worked. I mean, he was able to find ways to win. So, uh, yeah, a, a legend in the sport, a legend in the sport, very polarizing figure, the chair thrower himself. If I wish I had a chair. I'm sitting in a recliner today. I don't think I could throw this. Wait a minute. What happened to the beach chair? What happened to the one you stole over the pool? Did you send it back or is oh, it in the trash? I'm in Phoenix right now. I didn't oh, travel. Right. You don't <laughs> not a traveling chair. As light as it was, it should be a travel chair, that beach t- chair. No. It was in the recycle bin. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I guess I could have brought it, but uh, no, 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 no. But uh, yeah, 83. Uh, he's had some health issues over the last few years. Um, Dementia and- set in dementia set in for Bob Knight, but a legend, however you feel about him. Now I will say this, I would encourage folks to tune into Longhorn Misfits with Trey and Kevin Dunn this afternoon from three to five, because I think uh, their stance on Bobby Knight will be the exact opposite of your stance on Bobby Knight. I know, I know Trey's a big time Bob Knight hater and I think KD is too. So I'm excited to hear what, uh, what those guys say. Uh, but once again, the, the resume is what it is. A hall of famer, one of the most successful basketball coaches ever at any level. You can't deny that. So, yeah. And players came to play for him. Players came to play for him and they, uh, got choked out by him too. Yeah. I mean, some did and some, you know, I mean, there, there, some, some there got the guillotine, some got the waterboard, some got the chair throws, some got, uh, you know, he did it his way. And the ones that wanted to be with him stayed with him. Amen. And we're very appreciative of what he did for them as as basketball players and young men. Huh. Maybe they found out ways to do things and how not to do things, probably. They yeah. learned a lot of lessons from that dude, believe yes. me. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, rest in peace to uh, Bob Knight, one of the best to ever do it. Buck, before we uh, get your Heisman watch, because it is Thursday, so we've got to get an updated Heisman watch from you and also update the people on the Vegas Heisman odds is this thing is tough and tight. There's no clear front runner right now. So uh, before all of that, how about a shout out to uh, some more of our phenomenal sponsors? How about Covert and BK where we'll be tomorrow? I kept thinking when I was doing a show with Trey yesterday, yesterday was Thursday and today would be Friday. Tomorrow will be Friday the 3rd and we will be at BK and special special event out in BK. Ricky Williams will join us. He'll be there at 1130 now. Get there early because that dude has some obligations over at the university because it's the celebration of the 25th anniversary of, of the Heisman Trophy. So he's got some he's got some lunch stuff that he has to do with them. But once again, they can wait. That's how I figured out. Those yeah. dudes can wait. We need him in there. He'll be there at 1130, probably close to 1 o'clock, and then he's got to get going. So come on out, have a free meal, Smokey Moe's Barbecue, of course, Verde's. There's no telling 
what they've got coming from Verdes. But whatever it is, it's going to be good. And yes. the, Covert, the Covert family, since 1909, they have been selling cars and trucks and SUVs in the central Texas area. They've got Covert Ford and Chevy out in Hutto. They've got Covert Ford and Lincoln in Austin. And then out there in beautiful Bee Cave, they got the Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and, of course, Ram. Get out there and get the car or SUV or truck of your choice. And, folks, you're going to love it when you're out there. It's a beautiful facility. Do say hello, of course, to Dan, Mike, Stacy, Jerome, the whole gang out there. BK, nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever. Not ever. Can't wait for tomorrow's event. Please come out and see us. Tell your friends and enemies. We want a huge crowd out there at Covert BK. Should be a ton of fun with uh, the legendary lifetime Longhorn Ricky Williams in the building. Of course, a good friend of Buck. Uh, guy's become a friend of mine and just one of the coolest dudes in the world. Like uh, The football accolades speak for themselves, but an even better human than football player. And yes. uh, that, that's saying something, considering how damn good of a football player Ricky Williams was. And, and I don't think he realizes that Trey Elling works with us, so I'm a little nervous <laughs> about that. I hope Trey calls in sick tomorrow, man. We can't risk it. Ricky might leave as soon as he walks in. If he, I don't know how. Trey I don't know how he's not. What did he do to him? He took him off of his. He doesn't accept anything from Trey. He uh, <laughs> we yeah, befriended that, that him. What is that? What is that term? Is it? What is it called? He blocked him on Twitter. He Oh, he blocked him on yeah. oh, X. That was Twitter at that time, formerly known as, okay, Twitter. So he, blo he blocked him. Blocked Generally, him. you get blocked for something you say, isn't it? Yep. Well, I wonder if he found out that when I gave Trey his, his jersey, Trey made a pair of pants out of his, his Billy's jersey. Yes. What? Yes. I wanted to give – Trey wanted something from Ricky. I gave the jersey, the Philadelphia Phillies – you know, he played for the Phillies – yeah. So I gave it to Trey, and Trey was very thankful. But then he sewed it and made a pair of pants out of it. The, the two arms he made, he's, he's got it as like a pair of shorts or something now. Uh, he turned Ricky's jersey into pants? Yeah, he's a little strange. He put Ricky's back on his ass? He, yeah, he put his back on his ass, yeah. I think that's. I think he got yeah. a wind of that, and that's what happened. Yeah, that's a fair enough reason to block somebody on Twitter and in real life if they're doing something I, like that. You may block him for sure tomorrow. That's you may run thing. him over. Ugh, gross. So shout out to Covert BK. Looking forward to that tomorrow. And also, shout out to our friends at AV Consultations. Have had a word from our man. Tom McKay. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. Scientific data proves it. Size does matter. The bigger and wider your television is, the better. Football season is here, and the time is now to get your entire audio video experience tuned up and ready. New flat screens, projection video, Dolby True HD surround, all the goodies at great prices and followed up with great service. So call us at 255-8678. That's 255-8678 or on the web at avconsultations.com. Thank you very much there, Tom. So we got to go. Go ahead, Buck. It's a great day to have some olipops. Oh, yes. I'm going to play a little golf. I've got uh, I got a golf day today, and then I have a football game, a high school game, the last game of the season for Lake Travis, playing Bowie over at Burger Center. So I'll be playing at a course near that area. But hydration is important. When you think it's not hot and you've got this type of temperature, BK, you still got to hydrate yourself. And that olipop has – all the things you need, all the ingredients for getting yourself hydrated again, and it's got that great soda taste. Yes. Indeed. Once again, I'm stuck on grape. I am. I've got to get out of the grape deal. I get once I get into a certain type of soda, where is where there's that 
where I used to drink that goofy orange Fanta or whatever it is, that taste gets to me. And then I don't drink anything else. Mm. And for years, I drank Coca-Cola. When I quit, when I when I became sober and quit drinking, I then went on a Coca-Cola binge on the golf course where I drank about six Cokes during a round of golf. And you're oh. talking about a bringing you down. And I thought it was just that taste, but it was it was getting used. It was trying. It was the sugar. Mm-hmm. And Olipop, not a bunch of sugar at all. No, just two to five grams of sugar in every can. Yes. Nine grams of fiber in every can. Like the Buck said, Olipop tastes great. It tastes just like the soda that you love to drink, but it's actually good for you. I mean, added benefits of digestive health support and microbiome support as well. I don't know how they did it. I hate being healthy. I, I spent 50 bucks at Taco Bell last night with a couple oh. of buddies. We don't like being healthy, but we like Olipop because, well, it tastes great. And also, it just so happens to be healthy. So get you some of that. AGB, Target, Walmart, Costco, Whole Foods, wherever you go to get your groceries, you could find you some Olipop. And our guy Jake on the uh, YouTube comment line says he tried the Dr. Goodwin flavor, which is like Dr. Pepper. And that's a, that's a pretty good one, man. That's a pretty good one. The DP, the DG. Okay. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Glenn. Yeah. Like this video. We've got uh, a bunch of people here today. We appreciate y'all stopping by. Please give us a thumbs up. Takes you half a second to do that. And it really helps our channel continue to grow. Uh, Very close to 6,000 subscribers. We're 59 something. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but uh, close to 6,000 subscribers in two months of existence. So thank you all for making this possible and uh, to help us continue to grow because we give back when we grow. Y'all know this. We gave a bunch of stuff away when we hit 5,000 subscribers. We're going to have plenty more giveaways in the future. Uh, The quicker we grow, the quicker we get to uh, those big-time subscriber milestones, the quicker y'all will be cashing in on some great, great prizes. So the likes definitely help us grow our channel, and we uh, we really do appreciate it all. Okay, Buck, how about uh, your updated Heisman watch as we get to, what, I think it's week 10? of the college football season. Who's your top five right now? Well, J.J. McCarthy is my number one still right now. I'm, I'm still leaning on him until further notice because I don't know who's going to beat that group unless it's Ohio State because it ain't going to be Penn State. Well, they, they're not going to beat them. We'll see I mean, who's cheating. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There's some things going to happen with those guys too here towards the <laughs> end. But that won't happen until next spring anyway. Yeah. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., number two. Uh, Travis, number three from Florida State, is my number three guy. Yep. Number four is Marvin Harris Jr. I'm going to go with him. I'm putting a wide receiver near his four, and then I'll put Caleb Williams as five. Okay, you still got Caleb in your top five? I do, I do. I'm still okay. I'm going to put him at, at number five because okay. no matter what we think, that dude is going to be the first guy drafted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's no doubt about no that. Matter how we, no matter how we think of the Heisman race, that dude is going off the board immediately hey caleb williams can play himself back into the heisman race this weekend if they beat washington right washington is at usc usc's obviously struggled as of late they've lost a couple of games they barely beat cal last weekend feels like the wheels are falling off for lincoln riley and company but uh yeah if caleb williams goes out there and balls out on saturday and usc hands washington its first loss of the year then uh maybe Maybe Caleb Williams. Who do you think he's sliding the wide receiver in there in the top five? Uh, well, I'll give you the Vegas odds right now, and okay, I think they'll uh, they'll tell you you might be onto something. Number one, Michael Penix Jr. Okay. Slight 
very slight favorite over JJ McCarthy. So they've got it flip flops, right? Yeah, your your uh, your one two is there two one, uh, but it's Penix one at eleven to four. It's McCarthy two at thirteen to four right now okay. out in City. Marvin Harrison Jr. third best odds to win the Heisman right now hmm. at four to one. He was twenty five to one before last weekend's game. He was seventy five to one two weeks ago. Wow. Marvin Harrison Jr. is, yeah, third best odds, four to one to win the most prestigious individual award in college football. Uh, number four, Jaden Daniels, the kid out of LSU. Yep. By the way, like I'll say this if the Heisman Trophy is going to the best player in college football, which that's what it's supposed to be, right? Yes, like, it is. Here's it feels like it's the most valuable player award, right? Like, if you're the best player on a six and six team, even if you're the best player in the country, you're not winning the Heisman. No, you're that, not. Not how it works. Uh, Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback, has been the best quarterback in college football this year. Like, you look at the numbers, you watch him play. He has been the best QB in the country. But the, LSU lost toughest, a couple of games. In the toughest league in the country. Yeah. So, like, if LSU was undefeated right now, Jaden Daniels would be sure a, a heavy favorite over everybody to win the Heisman. Uh, and if LSU goes to Tuscaloosa and beats Alabama this Saturday, then you know I don't know if Daniels gets all the way to number one, but he's number four right now. He creeps up another spot or two if LSU wins that game because you know then they'll be the in the driver's seat in the SEC West. It's again they've lost twice, so they're not going to make the playoff. Uh, but you lose two games, maybe you're still in that mix. They lose a third game, then you could probably take Jaden Daniels out, even though he's been just terrorizing defenses. This season. Oh, yeah, with his five. legs, too. He can run. Oh, yeah. He's a problem. He is a problem. And number five is uh, Bo Nix at Oregon. Jordan Travis, your FSU guy, is number six right behind Bo Nix. Mm. So, uh, yeah, you can flip-flop those two guys, and I wouldn't have any problem. Uh, but once again, yeah, Dan- Jane Daniels has been the best player in college football this year. I, I don't know if he's going to win it because LSU's got two losses, and they might lose at least one more. But that guy's been a, a really, really special talent for the Bayou Bengals. And uh, your college football playoff, the your 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 thoughts on the first rankings, BK? What do you think? Just everything good with them? There is uh God. There, there's. I don't want to say there's nothing I want to see more because I, I I just saw te- the Rangers win a World Series and that's what I wanted to see more than anything. So maybe now, maybe now, there's nothing I want to see more than the Texas Longhorns logo to be on that top six graphic. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they obviously do the rankings every Tuesday from 25 to one and they do 25 to seven. And then they have that specific graphic for the top six teams where they unveil them from six to one. And Texas has never been on that graphic. They've never made that screen. This is the highest Texas has been ranked in the CFP rankings ever, by the way, which is kind of sad. But it just goes to show you where this program has been since the uh, college football playoff originated. But I just I want to be in the top six. Obviously, I want to be in the top four. We all do when it's. You over. want to see that on a Tuesday morning? Just, That's what you want to see. Give me, give me, get us in that graphic, man. So close, number seven. So close to being in there. Uh, no real qualms, though. I, I'm sure some people were surprised to see Ohio State number one. But if you're really looking at this year in a vacuum, and that's what the committee's supposed to do, they're not supposed to take you know Georgia's two titles into consideration. They're not supposed to take Michigan making the playoff last year into consideration. Uh, they're supposed to just look at this season, and Ohio State's got the best resume. I don't think they're the best team. I'd pick Georgia to beat Ohio State right now. I'd pick Michigan to beat Ohio State right now. 
But Ohio State, to me, without question, has the best resume in college football. So no beef with them being at the top. Well, yeah, well, my, my that number four team to me, you know, my sleeper is Michigan. But I think right now Florida may be playing the best football out of all of them. Florida State. Florida State, yeah, Florida State, yes. I, I believe they may be playing the best out of the whole group offensively and defensively. That Florida State defense right now looks like some of these old Florida State teams way back, you know, back when they were playing Miami and playing Florida every year. I mean, this is th – that thing is going to really move around a little bit, especially for them. You know, I don't know who, who else they have left on a schedule that can beat them. I know they – I think they still have a date with Miami. But Miami's not going to beat them. I don't care if that's a rival or not. That's mm – -hmm. I don't think they're going to they're gonna lose to them. They've had too many struggles. Let's see. They are uh, at Pitt this weekend. Yeah, goodbye, Pitt. They host Miami next weekend. There it is. Then they host – North Alabama? What is that? Oh, 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 oh. Smash City. Was that a, week 11 Smash City again? Yeah, they're, they're taking a page out of the SEC book, I guess, and they've got whatever North Alabama is. And then wow. uh, at, at Florida, that's, that's your rivalry game. I know Florida got beat pretty good by Georgia in Jacksonville last weekend, but Florida's having a decent year. The game is at, at the Swamp. I, I, I would pick Florida State to win that, but. I will say this, if you're a Texas fan, might want to start rooting against Florida State. Might yes. want to start rooting against Washington. Might want to start rooting against Oregon, like those teams ahead of you. Now, the Longhorns have to take care of their business. If Texas loses to K-State on Saturday, then none of this matters at all. No, they're done. But, you know, with one loss, Texas being ranked number seven, I will say this. I saw, uh, I think it was Danny Davis of the Statesman tweet this out on Tuesday night when the rankings came out. The last two years, the team that was ranked number seven in the initial CFP rankings ended up making the playoff. So that's where Texas is right now. And if recent history tells us anything, it tells us that Texas very much has a shot to get into the CFP. Obviously, we know what they have to do. They can't lose another game. Uh, but it, it's possible for the Longhorns. But, yeah, they're, they're going to start needing some sort of help around the country to uh, to make sure. I still feel good about it. I've said it all year. I think they'll get enough chaos to where if they run the table and win the Big 12, they'll find themselves in the Final Four. Sure. But, uh, you know, it's not it's not as cut and dry as I think we had hoped it was going to be at this stage in the season because, well, you've got uh, six teams ahead of Texas and five of them haven't lost a game yet. Yeah, and it'll be interesting when, when Michigan plays Ohio State. I mean, what, what will the committee do? Uh, they said they're not taking whatever Michigan's doing Cheating wise, they're they're just trying to get the best teams right now. So it doesn't matter if you're cheating or not. Yeah. So they're saying that now, but let them lose to Ohio State in the end and see if they're still in the top four for all the well, cheating that's going on. If Ohio State beats them, they may drop right out of yeah, they're definitely going to drop out of the top. They won't be if they're in, at three. If they played Ohio State, they lost, they'd be gone. Well, let's uh let's hear from Boo Corrigan. You know who that is? No, I do not. I know who <laughs> Boo Weekly is. Yeah, not the golfer. Okay. Boo Corrigan is the CFP committee chair this year. He is the uh, AD at NC State University. For those of you who care, nobody does. Uh, we've got a couple of pieces of audio because every Tuesday they release the rankings. And then, you know, all the ESPN college football guys, uh, Fowler and Herbie and Galloway. And I don't know if it's Fowler or Reese Davis. Those guys are the same people. So who cares? I've never seen them in the same room. In the same room. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we've got a couple of pieces. One of them has to do with Texas, but we'll start with the Michigan one since you brought this up. Uh, they asked Boo Corrigan 
if the cheating scandal was going to have any impact on Michigan's ranking. Or, hey, maybe it already did because Michigan was number three. That's even true. Number two in the AP poll. Uh, here is the uh, CFP committee chair talking about the Michigan cheating scandal. Yeah, we really view it, uh, Reese. It's an NCA issue. It's not a CFP issue. At this point in time, you know, as we're looking at this, we want to make sure that we get not only the top four teams, but the top 25 teams right. Okay, so let's go to the next issue that people are going to look at. They're going to start finding people that have played, and you have a team ranked ahead of the other one. For instance, Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma won that great game in the final seconds. How did, how, as it pertains to those two teams, what factor did head-to-head play at this point in the season? You have a team ranked ahead of the other one, for instance, Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma won that great game in the final seconds. How, as it pertains to those two teams, what factor did head-to-head play at this point in the season? Head-to-head is really important. And, and when you're looking at Texas, uh, Texas has that win, you know, in Tuscaloosa, a, a great win. You know, Oklahoma makes a, uh, a great drive there at the end of the game to beat Texas um, in the Red River shootout. But then, you know, factor in there that, uh, you know, Kansas was able to beat Oklahoma. And, again, it's head-to-head is really important, but there's so many other factors that are going to play in. So what was the most difficult? And the the most important factor was after the head-to-head is the schedule that Oklahoma has played. Yeah, I didn't I didn't set that up the way I wanted to. That didn't save the way I wanted to. Sorry for the uh, choppiness on those cuts there. I was trying to keep those separate, but they kind of combined into one. Um, yeah, it's all about that scheduling there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, it's tough, man. Obviously, head-to-head is, is an issue, and Texas was ranked seven, and Alabama was eight, and Oklahoma's nine. And I get OU fans being upset that they're not ranked ahead of Texas because they beat Texas, but uh, you can't only look at head-to-head, right? Like, Texas actually played somebody good in the non-con and they played somebody damn good and they went yeah. to Alabama and won by double digits, something that had never happened to a Nick Saban coached team in Tuscaloosa. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, of course I'm biased. I've got no problem with Texas being ranked at Oklahoma and you got to look at the overall body of work. And I think Texas's resume right now is, uh, is, is more impressive than OU's. Yeah. But you got to give me a better, you got to give me a better answer than it's an NCAA issue. No. Michigan. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not good enough. That's not a good, well, I mean, I, I know that's the govern alleged governing body of college football, but really is it? I mean, you guys, the, the guys are getting the top four together. You can't have out and out cheating. I know. And once again, innocent until proven guilty. Right. But all the signs are about the point that now the coaches are asking the other coaches, Hey, we really want to do something about what's going on at Michigan throughout the big 10 there before they're just kind of sitting there and going, Ah, they're really good. They beat us. It didn't matter if they were spying on us or not. But coaches are now starting to get together, BK, and ask each other, "Hey, we we just can't. You can't have that. First of all, if well, that's and 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 that won't get resolved until after the season." Yeah, that, that's my question. Like, what do you want the committee to do? What do you think they should do? Like, they, should they leave Michigan out because of this stuff? No, not. No. I don't think they're going to leave. I don't think they're going to leave them out. Yeah, but they like, surely, if they lose a game. Don't get to be still stay in the top top four. Right. Yeah. Uh, may, maybe that hurts him. Now, last year we saw two Big Ten teams make the playoff, right? Yeah. Like Michigan beat Ohio State, but Ohio State still got in. I don't think that's going to happen for Michigan with the stuff that's hanging over their head, and it, and it shouldn't. Yeah. Maybe that's where, there's way too much smoke here now. This is this is to the point of, I mean, they're getting this thing down. I don't know what I don't know what the NCA because 
probably by the end of this year, when everybody starts to realign and Texas and Oklahoma are there in the SEC, they're probably going to tell the NCAA, hey, listen, you guys go take care of volleyball and baseball and college basketball because when it comes to what we're doing in, in college football, we're not having you a part of this. We're governing our own self of what we yeah. need to do. That may yeah. come in a hurry. That may come in – I mean, as soon as this whole thing is over with, that may be the next week that meeting may happen. Well, college football fans have been asking for that for years, right? Yeah. Like, hey, can we separate college football from the NCAA? Hell, everyone's right. been trying to get rid of the NCAA for a long time too. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed if this is the thing that kind of spearheads that then okay, sign me up. But you're right. Like I, I like that as a de facto Michigan punishment. If they lose a game, they're out. Now, look, there's a scenario where everybody else in the top seven or eight with one loss also sure. loses. It's where you have to put Michigan in. You're right. But, uh, look, if Michigan runs the table, they win the Big Ten. You can't leave them out. But they've got like one of the worst schedules in college football to this point. They also didn't play anybody in the non-con. They play two tough teams this year. They play Penn State and they play Ohio State. Now, those are two very good teams. One – good and one great team ohio state hell they're number one in the country so that would be a very impressive win for michigan if they get it done yeah so uh yeah like if they run the table win those win the big 10 they're in but because they only have two half decent games and their schedule ranks in the hundreds right now in terms of strength the they schedule, can't lose one they lose one hell I'd, I'd maybe argue that even without the cheating stuff but with that and the cheating stuff now nah, f you michigan you're you're out if you slip up anywhere here Boy, will they be pissed next year when they play Texas? Oh, that's right. They're on the schedule next year. Yep. And wow. you know who we won't see next year? Who's Jim that? Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. No, he's gone. He's out of there. That dude is out of there after the last, after the final whistle blows. That guy's into the NFL. He's he gone. He Pete Carrolling it all the way to the NFL. Yep. I yeah. I, I mean, I, I could I could definitely see that happening. Agreed. And that, that'll be quick. Yeah, I think so too. Unless they hire uh, Michigan State, which they would do. It's Michigan State; they'll do anything. And don't don't even say that they wouldn't hire Harbaugh. You know what? Because that place is filled with crazies at Michigan State. They would hire that guy so quick if he said, "Hey, I want to go to Michigan State." You know what they'd say? Why, certainly, Coach, come on board. Harbaugh is the cleanest coach they've had around there. I know. I know. God. Yeah. I. uh, They would. The problem. The problem with Harbaugh, like. Uh, no no other t- he's going to have a penalty it's not like like michigan will get punished if if this stuff is proven to be true but harbaugh will also get some sort of show cause penalty so like if another school were to try to hire him like harbaugh is going to be suspended from this stuff once again if it's proven to be true so uh same thing would have happened with pete carroll like he he usc obviously got a bunch of sanctions if pete carroll stayed anywhere in college football he also probably would have gotten uh some sort of punishment from the nc2a that would happen to Harbaugh. That's why, yeah, if it's clear and obvious that something's coming Michigan's way in his way, then he's – That bold. dude wins a national championship. He's getting all of his money. Even if they say you got to go, it won't be one of those uh, costs. They'll say, hey, how much did we owe you? Here's your money. Thanks for the championship. Later. Yep, take it. Go enjoy Vegas. Go go ahead and enjoy over there. Be Sparty. Enjoy Sparty land. No, where there's something in the water. They're not paying him if he goes to Michigan State. I can tell you <laughs> that. If he goes to the Vegas Raiders, that's what oh. I was thinking, then uh, then he'll get some money. Uh, Nash says, should Kansas be ahead of OU then with the head-to-head? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be something else. Uh, no, KU's lost twice. No, two not, losses won't do it. Not going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, I think the playoff rankings are fine. It's the first playoff rankings, like, 
Texas, we know what we need to do here. Every school in the mix knows what they need to do, right? You, you and your conference with one loss, you've got a damn good shot getting in. Yeah. More often than not, you're going to find your way in. Once again, the, the picture a little bit murkier this year than it has been in the past because you've got a lot of really good teams. This is not the best year of college football in terms of like elite teams at the top, right? Like whoever wins it this year is not going to go down as one of the best teams in the history no. of the sport. It's no. not one of those years. But you do have a little bit of parity, which uh, feels like opens the window for a number of different teams here going into the last month of the regular season. Buck, how about uh, a word for our friends at Dr. Eckert? Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, folks, it's starting to get towards that time of the year where your dental insurance, uh, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And Dr. Eckert would love to have you as one of his patients. And if you are a patient of, a patient of Dr. Eckert, how about this? Start getting those appointments in this month, please. And I mean, really quickly now. Don't, don't wait till the end of even this month and get into December because December will be packed with the latecomers trying to get trying to get that dental care before their insurance is over with. He takes most dental insurance and folks, he is fantastic. He's got the all-star group of professionals that do everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work. And I had my teeth restored in just two visits uh, with Dr. Egger because I'm getting ready for some of these Christmas, these holiday photos, you know, with grandkids, my wife, and just selfies of myself that I may want to send out. Blue bonnets? No, no, no. Not, not doing blue. No, we're not doing YouTube blue bonnet. Folks. We may do that. We may bring that, that back. I may have professional sure. photographers follow me around in the blue, blue bonnet this year. <laughs> you know? And I may, I may do that, but I'm going to have the smile for sure. And I want to thank Dr. Egger and his wonderful staff for getting that done in just two visits. But if you're trying to get that smile, turn, how about that frown turned upside down in just one day? Guaranteed you'll leave with a smile by having dental implants uh, put in from Dr. Eckert. He can do that for you in just one day. But find out if you're a candidate with Dr. Greg Eckert by giving him a call at 512-345-3166. If you've got uh, problems with your teeth, you want to have your teeth whitened, whiten. if you want to have uh, a teeth extracted, if you want to have uh, tooth loss solutions, this is the guy. If you got sleep apnea, you definitely want to go see Dr. Eckert. If, if you and your partner beside you, or somebody's getting elbowed in the head because you're making too much noise, See Dr. Eckert as soon as possible, folks. Been doing this for over 28 years, over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth. He is absolutely the best. And if you got dental anxiety, which a lot of you have, you just won't go to the dentist because you're afraid. Well, don't be afraid any longer. This is the guy you want to go to because they'll give you IV sedation. That's right. You will get knocked out. You will be asleep. You'll get all that dental work done, and then you'll feel great afterwards, and you'll look great, too. He is my guy for sure. 512-345-3166. Dr. Greg Eckert, he's my dentist. He should be yours also. Amen, amen. Shout out to Doc U and shout out to our friends at Great Blue Heron Furniture. Yeah, man. That little doggo sitting on that couch on top of the buck's head. You can't buy the dog, but you can't buy that couch. It's a gorgeous couch, man. Great Blue, and Her uh, Great Blue Heron Furniture is a custom leather furniture company that started way back in 1991. They've been around longer than I have. They focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics, ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. I'm telling you all, this stuff is beautiful. Don't just take my word for it. Go to their website, greatblueheronfurniture.com, or if you're watching us on YouTube, there's a link in the video description below. There's a lot of cool stuff there, by the way, including a link to the merch store that we have with our friends at Last Stand Hats. You can also find that Texas Sports Unfiltered Collection over there at greatblueheronfurniture.com. The highest quality furniture out there, the best looking furniture out there, the most comfortable furniture out there. This recliner that I have here at this Airbnb, 
not great. They could use some no. great blue hair and furniture here. <laughs> this, this stuff is legit, man. Uh, check out the website. Don't forget to use the promo code HOOKEM, and you're going to get 15% off. That's right, 15% off your purchase at greatblueheronfurniture.com. Love it, man. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And, of course, we love Ashish over at 7-Eleven, which I'll be going to today because it is Thursday, which means I need my hard copy on Thursday as we get ready for all the events, the sporting events for the weekend. No more baseball. Dang it. That's, That's it. Why I no read more the newspaper because it's garbage. Come on, man! I got to get it today. I got to see what I've got to see what the uh, Dallas Morning News has in it from the mm. Rangers winning the championship. You know, I got to see what they've got to say today, uh, and they're sports writers. So I love going there for a lot of different reasons. You know what? I may sneak a slice of pizza there, of course, or two or three. A little oh. double decker, uh, of course. Wait a minute! I said the word double decker yesterday, and Trey went. You went there to 7-Eleven and got a double-decker. You did the double-decker like in the bathroom. I said, no, Little Debbie's. I don't, what is wrong with you people? Really? You mean the, up, the upper-decker? Yeah, upper-decker, double-decker. He mm. took it wrong, just like you take some of the things I say wrong. And he, he said, just, why would you go to 7-Eleven and do that to those people? I'm like, what are you talking about? That guy you just, is, No, you I did say not. Him wrong. Huh? You say him wrong. We don't, oh. we don't uh, interpret it wrong. You just say it wrong. Oh, dude. is that what it is? It's about me. Saying. It's not about you people. It's about me. <laughs> but I love 7-Eleven. I, I, I love going by, of course, down by where you live. That's my favorite uh, that I, I used to go to all the time. I used to get there at 3.30 in the morning. My paper would be ready for me, ready to go. Right there, go. right there, the newsstand would have it. And they've got everything you need, gas. Uh, Olipop is there. You know, Of course, you can get everything that you need at 7-Eleven. And, of mm -hmm. course, keep your fingers off the rotisserie, please. <laughs> okay? Use the tongs. Use the tongs, not your fingers, not your dirty construction fingers. No. I don't care no. if the dog's not made right and it's not getting – it'll turn itself around. That thing moves now. You don't have to turn it yourself. And they're starting to make them at 7-Elevens where you can't get your fingers in there anymore, BK, which mm -hmm. is a good thing. What we need. What we need. Our guy yeah. Kevin with the YouTube comment, like no other teams cheat. Yeah, right. Michigan is playing big now, and they're taking shots at them. Look, Michigan's not the only team cheating in college football. Um, I mean, sign stealing has been a thing in college football forever, and that's technically okay, but filming the way Michigan is is where they're crossing the line. Now, to be honest, I don't think Michigan's the only team doing that, uh, but someone's got to be a scapegoat. Like when this becomes public, the Astros weren't the only team cheating in 2017. But no, you know who like, else was cheating? You know who started the cheating? That's who started the cheating. They were a part right. of it too. That's right. You're saying you're saying uh, Jeter was cheating back in what the late '90s and early Those 2000s. Guys, they started it off. They got caught first. They just didn't finish. Yeah. They just didn't win any championships. Oh, oh yeah, in 2017, yeah, the Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah, they they got a little slap on the wrist uh, yes, midway through that season. Because they were doing something similar to what the Astros were doing. So, yeah, look. Uh, it's I mean, this is a sports. scheme. This is a scheme that Michigan's doing. This isn't just sending off Uncle Jed no. over there and, hey, take some photos over there. Let's see the sign that the kids are holding up, you know. Don't, yeah. get, don't get caught. Like, don't get caught. That's, yeah, don't that's, get, that's yeah. what happens. Don't get caught. And then this stuff doesn't happen. You got to be smarter with, uh, with your cheating. Cheating in sports have been synonymous forever. I'm not going to sit here and advocate for it. No, I'm just saying that's just that's how it goes. There are a million cheating scandals that we do know about. 
and there are billions of cheating scandals that have gone on that we just don't know about. Oh, hell, when your coach has already missed four games in the beginning of the season for doing something else, you think think that this would come across as like, hey, you guys think you can get away with a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Buck, I'm going to pull up a picture for you right now of a, uh, of a woman. Okay. No word uh, if she is a mother of children, but okay. uh, I, I am sure that she is a woman. Actually, you're not sure. Yeah, you know, take a look at this picture, and then it's not as obvious. But here is uh, this woman, and then I will tell you what she did and why we're talking about her today. You got her on the screen? I got her. I got her. Okay. We, we do think that is a woman, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. And no, I wouldn't. Back in the day, late night, 2.30, when the bell rang for everybody to get out, last drink, last call, no. Even no. in your drinking days? No, 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 no. Dude, if I was in a coma, I'd wake up if she was in the room, and I'd say no. Okay. And I'd go right back into my coma. What about that desert island where nobody will ever know? Huh? Because no. I'll know. Right in the middle, right in the middle of the Pacific, nobody knows, BK. Because you right. would know, you wouldn't, huh? I, I would know. Yep. And I can't, I can't do that. That can't be my last. Because if I'm on a deserted island, that means my time is probably numbered, and I'm yeah. not going to get another chance. I'll just whoever my last one was would be going your last that one. Trip, that's going to be my last one because I ain't hitting that. Everybody needs to be loved. That's all I'll say. Uh, well. Tell me if you feel the same way about her after you hear this. This woman is living in North Dakota. And, well, she's going to jail, Buck. You know why? What did she do? Because she fatally poisoned her boyfriend after learning about his plans to dump her. But wait, there's more. He had just, he, the boyfriend, had just inherited $30 million hours earlier. So this is basically a case of, the guy found out he was about to get a crap ton of money, looked at this broad and was like, you're ugly as shit. I'm going to upgrade now. <laughs> I got 30 He's, mil. I got 30 mil. I can find somebody better than you. I can leave North Dakota and go see the world and find somebody way better than you. You're gone. That's, so, that's like, so selfish on his part. Well, is it, is it more selfish than what she did? She poisoned the dude and killed him. Yeah, lady, you think you'd wait a couple of weeks or so once that settled in where the money was going or whatever. I mean, you, you you can't kill the dude right away when he gets that kind of money. They know it's you. Here are some of the details to this story. Her name is how, how would you pronounce I-N-A? Ina? Ina? Ina in trouble. Yeah, I, <laughs> in trouble. No one getting up in a, I could tell you that. <laughs> And her middle name is T-H-E-A. Inathena? Inathea? Inathea? I don't know. Whatever. She's 47. She was charged Monday with the uh, September 5th murder of Stephen Edward Riley Jr. That's the guy who's dead. Okay, how about uh, this? Said, what if she had the $30 million, would you? Now your thoughts had, have changed. If she paid me $30 million? If she paid you half of the 30. I got 15 night, million. I, I, that's a full night, and you had to sleep over. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes. You not only had to, but you couldn't get up, go to your car, and say, "I got to get to my apartment in a hurry." Yeah, and take a shower. Mil. No, fifteen no, no. mil. Come on. Yeah, of yeah. course you would. <laughs> oh my, yes, yes, you would. 
Not yeah. if it's the last thing on earth on that deserted island, but for 15 mil, oh, yes, you would. You would too, right? No. No? I'm satisfied with life. Whatever, whatever I was going into that occasion for, no, I would have been satisfied with life and I wouldn't do it. No. Full. No. Shit. Even if I was, even if I was married and my wife would say, we, we could use that money. You're allowed to go ahead. I wouldn't do it. Dude, if I had to stay overnight, like overnight and wake up and I could like, you're talking about getting up at the crack of dawn. Wow. No. No, I wouldn't. I'm very $15 happy. $15 million, bud. No, no, I'm what fine. You, oh, my God. What are you talking about? And no, and don't, don't, don't even you, you people out there say, oh, I guarantee you you've done even worse. No, 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 I have not. No, I have not. <laughs> even, in your, even in your drinking I, days, huh? No, no, I mean, no, yeah, I have not. I've, I've, had a, I've had a few that I'm not proud of, but I, I, I don't think I've stooped to that level. Like Sorry, this, this, I've always been a quantity over quality guy. But in a gata de vida, no, 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 I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. That's so that stupid dude. How did he? How did he? How did he find? How did she find out about the thirty million? He had to say. He had to tell her. You didn't have to yeah. tell her anything. Well, a family member probably died, and some guy that this dude never knew, and all of a sudden he gets a call from a lawyer or somebody who's like, "Hey, dude." We've got some money for you. So, you know, the, the, the girlfriend's always going to find out, right? You can't, you can't hide that. I can hide can that. You? I can hide that from that. I know that. Yeah. Well, yeah, if that was mine, she ain't going out in public. She's staying at home. <laughs> or at least she's not going out with me in public. But uh, the guy became, million. yeah, the guy became ill. He met with his lawyer on September 3rd to collect the massive inheritance sum. Uh, but he was starting to feel ill when he was at that meeting. He went home and he died there. And the girl did not call 911 until the next day when paramedics arrived to find him unresponsive in his home. He died at the hospital the next day. An autopsy determined he was killed after ingesting antifreeze. Yeah, that's the, the silent killer. You can't smell it. There's no taste to it. You know, now I'm finding out that BK, you can't do, you can kill people with eye drops, Visine. Yeah. You can put it in, in water and they can die from it. Is that how you it can, is? I'd... Yeah. Yeah. You just put it in a water solution and have somebody drink it and they gone. But how about this? Mm -hmm. You can put it in your eyes, but you can't put it down your throat. Right. You can drop Visine into your eyeballs. That's, that's cool. What she said. That's you that's can put cool. it in your you can put it in your eyes, but you can't drop it down your throat, huh? No, you can't put it in water. If you drink it, you're gonna die. But you can shove it in your eyeball. Yeah. What are we talking about here? I don't know. We're talking about murder and 30 million <laughs> and doing that, doing that woman. No. So she she uh she tried to claim that he killed himself, uh, but cops, you know, they they they, they didn't her. buy it, they didn't buy it. Yep, she told investigators that she planned to split the uh, inheritance with his son, but the guy was once again trying to break up with her, and that's where we're at right now. So, there in you go. life, life is just strange. There's your story. Yep, they were dating. He was about to get thirty million dollars. He planned on breaking up with her because once again, look at her. Uh, and if you're listening on the app, 
just imagine like the ugliest person you've ever seen in the world and then divide it by two. And just, and yeah, divide it by two and know that BK for half of that cash would do her no matter what. 15 mil. Yes. I think most people would hook up with anybody for $15 million, dude. You'd be smiling throughout the night. What would you do? You had to put up a divider in the bed. What would you, I mean, she's going to roll over and put her arm what, across you or something. Whatever I got to do, man, for the 15 mil. Whatever no, she wants. I'm happy. You'd be happier with $15 million, I can tell you that. Mm. I'd have to go through the car wash in order to get that off of me. Antifreeze. <laughs> and Antifreeze. I drink I drink Fireball all the time. Does that mean I'm poisoning myself in, the, in their antifreeze and that? That's just called a slow death, my friend. That, oh, antifreeze yeah. will get, that antifreeze will get you in a hurry. Oh, my God. That I, is watch court t- I, I watch court TV, so I know all about all these – how these people kill, kill kill their their lovers and husbands and how they do that stuff. They're, these people are people are vicious, man. Let me ask you this, Buck. Yes. You said you wouldn't hit that for 15 mil. How much no. would it take for you to hit to hit that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be with that. I wouldn't be around that. No. I, I mean, money wise, I I don't think money is no. Buck, think about think, think about your kids and your grandkids. They're all Not right. Just for you. I, yeah, they're I, all right. They'd be more all right if you had $15 million. No, I raised my kids good. They'll take care of my grandkids and stuff. I And the money would, BK, that ain't going with you when you're gone. You don't know when you're going to be gone. You don't know when your life will. And that money won't do you any good where, where certain people are going for sure. And most places that you're going. Okay. If I believe. die, then my family gets it. That's great. I, my sisters, my parents, awesome. They all get the money. Love they it. Don't, they don't want your money. Some of my friends get some money too. They want you to be around. And if you do that with her, <laughs> there's a good chance your, your, your life expectancy is not going to be very long. Even with, gonna, money, even with the money. Die? No, even with the money. I can't I can't get an STD from that because she ain't having intercourse, so she doesn't have one. <laughs> no, dude. It's just your the, the, the mechanics of your body and, and things that are going to disappear off your body if you do that. Uh-huh. That's you're just taking years and years off of your life by doing that. And the fact yeah. that and the fact that you're going to look underneath your bed every day for the rest of your life wondering if you're going to see her face underneath your bed. Oh my, uh, you are the boogeyman. Wow. I feel I feel so bad. Once again, I'm staying at an Airbnb in Phoenix right now with a few buddies and one of them is working in the other room and he's clearly on the phone and he's just hearing this conversation. <laughs> can't be can't be easy for him to focus there are right certain now. things that you can't do for money i mean they're they're really no uh, well, i can't know. have sex for money you're telling me prostitution's illegal just saying not with not it not is. with that creature no and that's uh, probably i was going to say that's somebody's daughter i'm talking about too sorry about that pops but yeah well, yeah no, she's, way, she's going to jail she's about, she's about to go to jail yeah, forever she poisoned, so. she poisoned and killed her man so i think that's uh that's grounds for going to jail for a long time north dakota i didn't think north dakota was capable of uh producing the story like that, that, that oh no a lot of weird things happen in those places the, oh, what, the, the north dakotas? dakotas no the dakotas the boises the nah, a lot of places happen in some of these areas where some of these people live oh, you people you people. All right, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up with some sports here. Uh, a couple of more sponsors to give some love to. How about a recorded spot here from our friends over at Pest 
Wranglers. Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? I'm making a silly commercial like other companies so people will remember our name. But we're not like other companies. Anyone could see that from our five-star reviews. But how will people remember Pest Wranglers? Well, once they try us, they'll never forget that we are the most effective, reliable, and affordable pest control company. I guess you're right. Pest Wranglers is the best at pest control, wildlife management, termite control. Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers. What are you doing? Hey, it couldn't hurt. Pest Wranglers. 512-670-7808 or find us on the web at Pest Wranglers.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Shout indeed. out to Pest Wranglers. And also, shout out to Woods Comfort Systems. Oh, yeah, baby. That 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 heater clicked on for me. Did uh, it? Yes, it did. It clicked on, and there was there, the, the filter was clean. Nothing but warm air came out. I didn't get that smell, you know, that, that smell of something burning in there, something catching on fire. It was fantastic. And they, they, they've done such a great job with the contract that I have with them. At Woods Comfort Systems, there it's it was beautiful thing. Click warm air, and probably by this weekend, click air conditioning back again. Yep, they are fabulous, man. They do a wonderful job, and they they work on all systems, and uh, they've been doing it for over sixty years. Yeah, you need people you can trust, especially in Austin with all the weather changes. I mean, it's in the thirties right now, I think there, uh, and next week you've got a high of eighty six. Like it, it's just garbage. Uh, it's so inconsistent. Y'all know that. So you need to make sure your AC is working. You need to make sure your heater is working, especially at this time of the year. Woods Comfort Systems, like you said, Buck, been around for six decades, providing the best HVAC and plumbing as well. Also, they do plumbing too. Uh, fantastic people who will take care of you, and they are dedicated to keeping you and your family comfortable in your home at every season because, of course, you want to be comfortable at home in every season. Uh, let's hear from the World Series MVP, Buck, and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll get into a little Cowboys-Eagles. I mean, tomorrow we're talking so much football. Uh, Cowboys-Eagles, of course, more Texas-K-State. This is the biggest Big 12 weekend of the year. This is one of the biggest weekends of Big 12 football in a number of years. So we'll preview, of course, not only the Texas game, but Bedlam and the game in Ames, Iowa, between Kansas and Iowa State, which actually has some pretty significant meaning to this conference championship race. But uh, here's Corey Seager, World Series MVP, a little back and forth after he received that trophy last night in Arizona. Fourth player ever to win two World Series MVPs, Corey. How did you do it? Um, You know, just behind this team, you know, it's a resilient group like they were saying. You know, we're just just happy to be a part of this team and how we grinded and played through it. You know, it's just, it's awesome right now. When you came here, you came here for this person, but take, take me through the vision that you talked about when you came here and what you hope to do and to bring this trophy here. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of credit to them. A lot of credit to CY, a lot of credit to our ownership, you know, and having a, a view and bringing in people. And it's just, it's truly incredible, you know, to have this group behind us and to be not, or to be world champs now, man, it's, it's crazy. So there you go. That is awesome. How about having a new stadium and getting this done? Wow. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, it's what a year. It's, it's funny. Like every athlete says this whenever they sign a free agent contract. But Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, a couple of off seasons ago, said it. And Jacob Degrom, when he signed with the Rangers last off season, said it. It's like I, I'm, I'm signing here because I want to win a World Series. And it's like ah, bullshit. You're signing here because they paid you the most money and gave you the yes. best deal. And when when you're talking about the Rangers and the World Series, well, they never won one before yesterday. And this team is coming off six straight losing seasons. It's like, really? Like, come on, World Series? And those guys changed the culture, man. I mean, like, postseason experience matters, okay? Yes. Uh, Corey Seager was the World Series MVP for the Dodgers in that COVID season. 
Played in a number of big postseason games with L.A. before he signed with the Rangers. Nathan Avaldi, the winner of the closeout game, uh, has a World Series title under his belt. Was great in the postseason for a couple of different teams before the Rangers signed him this past offseason. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence. You bring in a couple of guys who have that October pedigree, and all of a sudden, boom, you're able to get the job done in the biggest time of the year. So that experience matters, and those guys were laughed at when they said they uh, they thought there was a potential to win something special here, and they got it done. Well, they just needed to have the right manager also. They had to make that move. They had to bring the right guy in to, to meld in with uh, the guys that they have on that team, young you know, veteran players, up-and-coming superstars that yeah. are on there. That That is – that's the thing that the future is so bright for the Rangers from this point on, you know, and it'll only get better. As I said, I think their pitching will get, there'll be so many players that want to come here, their farm system. I mean, they're going to have, they're going to be around for a while. This is this, this whole battle of Texas will be going on for quite a while. I believe. Yeah. I don't think the Astros are going anywhere. And no. I mean, look, I, I think people after any team wins a title, they're like, Oh, this team's really good. They could be around for a long time. Like that, that always happens. Hard to do. You, it is hard to do, but you, you feel like the Rangers can be around for a long time. Now, win, winning these things are very difficult, right? Like the Astros run that they've been on is amazing. Seven straight ALCSs. Well, they, they've only yes. won two. So even if you get to the playoffs every year, hell, ask the 90s Braves. It's it's tough to actually win the whole damn thing. But, uh, man, it's it, it feels like the Rangers are positioned to at least be a playoff team for a while. I believe so, man. They, they will lose some guys, but they get a lot of guys back from this year's team they're getting guys back from injury, which will help. They, they The Rangers won a World Series, and they had a top-five pick in the draft this year, Buck, because they were so bad last year. This kid, Wyatt Langford out of Florida, who was one of the best college baseball players right. this past year, he should be coming up soon. Evan Carter, that other young guy who took the league by storm when he got called up, uh, awesome. Just just awesome. Like They are in position to be a factor in baseball for uh, the next few years. And their third baseman is a stud. Yeah, Young is a beast too, Man. right? He he maybe would have been rookie of the year if he didn't get hurt and have to miss like a month and a half of the wow. regular season. And Bochi's still in that dugout, man. You can't you can't ever count this team out. I mean, that guy won three titles in five years at his last stop. I'm not predicting that for the Rangers. I I don't know what I would do if that happened. Uh, just happy with one right now. But like that guy is a freaking winner, man. So you've got that dude and the talent on this Rangers team. And yeah, you talked about the Battle of Texas. It's it's going to be fun for the next half decade or so for sure. No doubt, no doubt about that. And uh, we mm-hmm. should have some fun tomorrow over at Coverts for sure. Yes, Cover B Cave, eleven thirty. We'll be talking about it all day long. Looking forward to that. Ricky Williams will be there as well. Uh, probably should have led with that. Like that's you come see us. That's great. But Ricky freaking Williams is going to yes. be there, taking some pictures, talking some football, maybe talking astrology. Maybe talking some cannabis, perhaps. He could be talking a little bit of anything, that dude. You know that's coming. You know, it's legal out here in Arizona. Oh, really? I went out to the bars. Oh, man, last night was fun. A lot of Rangers fans here. Went out to the bars, high-fiving people. That's funny. Hugging people. That is great for you. I'm I'm glad you got a chance to do that. You sounded so excited. You know, I know you – you know, like I said, you – paid a small fortune to do it but it's well it's it's worth it i mean to do this you would spend a night with that lady you didn't need 15 million dollars to get this victory you would have done that oh, I, oh man i would have i would have f that chick 10 times to get a world wow are you scary you're a scary individual you're it one matters. of the people i see on court tv you are a scary individual man. <laughs> wow i uh, went and drank when got taco bell 
went and uh, smoked some legal cannabis and called it a night. It was fun. And I see our guy, Trey. I don't know if he wants to make an appearance right now, but he's uh, running. How about Trey? Hey, is there a bigger winner than Trey Ellinger, who now gets $7,000 from his pre-season bet on the Rangers to win the World Series? Seven Gs. Wow. Wow. Well, Buck, I got to ask you this because I currently hold Trey's bet slip because I placed the bet for him in Vegas. So do I give it back, or do I just go to Vegas and say, ah, this was me who made the bet. Give me my money. Let me just say this about Doc Trey. That $7,000 means a lot to him. You know, like that that lady whose boyfriend left her for $30 million? It ain't going to take him much to come and get you. He knows where you leave for his just $7,000. So don't even play around with that ticket. Get that ticket back to that dude as quick as possible so you can say, See that right there, Trey? Oh, BK, BK would do that for for fifty for half of the thirty million dollars. I said sometimes money just is not worth things. That's not worth it for me. So money's not that important. For fifteen million dollars? No. What are you talking about? What no. are you talking about right now? Yeah, fifteen million dollars. First of all, I'm sober. Pop thing up with popples, popsicle sticks if you need to to make it happen. First of all. Remember, I'm sober now, so I, I can't I, – I wouldn't take a drink in order to do that. And that looks like it would take a few Jack Daniels, doesn't it? Like a half bottle? No, like a whole bottle? No, all it takes is envisioning yourself with $15 million. No. All it no. takes. Yeah. No. $15 million. You get $15 million, you don't – you can do whatever the fuck you want to the rest of your life. So you don't need the, the 7000 7, That's not a big deal. Oh, if BK chooses to not give me the $7,000, we're going to have a delayed Halloween where he's Nancy Kerrigan and I'm whoever it was that <laughs> Kerrigan's leg with a stick. Oh, oh Galuli. Jeff Galuli. Yeah. Oh, come on, Galuli. Galuli. Hey, I'll take a shot. I'll take a shot. Hey, if my figure skating career has to end for 7K, so be it. Wow. That's I'll give that one up. Amputating one of your legs if you give that up. See, I told you he'd go to a lot. That's 7K. He'd take one of your legs for 7K. Oh, man. Justine has already spent that 7K. And by the way, I finally have enough money saved up with these winnings to go get that stand-up desk at the Relax the Back this week. There you go. Tell me when you're going. We'll call Jason. We'll get that done this week. Friday. Friday, okay. Tell you right now. Man, it's funny. You know, I, I was looking for that bet slip a couple days ago, and I couldn't find oh, it. Oh, here we I, go. I, I don't know where where it is. He's antagonizing. Hey, if it's in the crevice of his if it's in the crevice of his ass, you get to get that ticket. I want that ticket. <laughs> I mean, on. really, nut yeah. cheese, anything else? Give me my ticket. Yeah, it won't be in my ass, Trey. I can <laughs> I can assure you. Wax said that I have to pay taxes on that. I thought taxes for gambling winnings was over ten thousand. No, at the, at the, at the casinos, no. That's gonna that's gonna cost you a little something in the state of Vegas. Those fucking casinos, man. Even when you <laughs> win, they get you. That's right. You don't. You never get them. No, yeah. government never loses, boys. No, you know that. Nope. Ah, uh, congrats. Did you get to watch the whole thing, Trey? I did, and kudos to my seven-year-old son, who also stayed up for the whole thing. There you go. Much to mom's chagrin. He's going to be so tired at school tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah, but he gets to experience something that it took me 45 years to get to experience. 
I will say, though, as soon as they won, he came over and gave me a hug and beelined it straight to bed and definitely slept in a little bit more than he would have otherwise this morning. Plus what he's going to get from that 7,000, he is excited. I'll tell you exactly what he's getting. Jack shit. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. This is shared throughout the family here. Justine has already made all the purchases. Like the $7,000 has been spent, unfortunately. I'm like, oh, maybe I save up or maybe I make a small investment. She's like, no. This is what's happening with the $7,000 right now. Did did she buy it before the game went final? Like she bought this stuff, what? Yesterday, two days ago, or like as soon as the last well, out was get recorded. it on Amazon tomorrow, it'll be done, it'll be over with as soon she's as that video gets cashed. She's really good financially, and she's also an exceptional planner, too. So, yes, as soon as she found out that I had a hundred dollar ticket that would pay out seven thousand dollars, it was like, okay, here's how this is gonna go. Yeah, what well, let I- her know this that I can double that for you this weekend with some of my picks. Let her know that if, if she's really interested in doubling that up, so if she's a great financial planner, then I'm the guy that she probably wants to come to. Yeah, you're the you're the Jim Cramer of sports gambling. <laughs> Whatever you tell me, I'm doing the opposite. And I'll make oh. do. Oh, God. Tell her, Wags, we can double that up for Mad her. money, baby. Mad bucky. Right. Mad bucky. Scared money don't make money. Uh, well, scared money ain't, ain't making the damn thing, man. All red. The all red team today. There you yes, go. Sir. Yes, sir. Love you guys. Awesome. It'll be uh Trey will be with Rodney today from 12 to 1 as I make my way back to the Lone Star State. Wags and Rodney, of course, with Chaos Theory coming up now. Trey, thanks for popping by. Bucky, great show this morning. All right, guys. I'll see you. I'm slamming.